and welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. Once again, with your boy, Darry Lips, and as always, my man, Gio. Hey, man. This episode is guaranteed to go longer than a Becky Lynch fight. <laughs> Probably so, because we have made it to episode 99, and as we told you, we had some things planned for 9900, so it is with great pleasure to welcome back Two people that we've had on podcasts past. Uh, first of all, uh, Gritty Urban Saga is back. Uh, how are you, sir? Yes, I'm in the building. If there was an internet building, yeah, we we have created our little internet building. But welcome back, and uh, really, really pleased to have back. Uh, Rhino JB is also back with us for episode ninety nine. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm living the dream. That's what I just said before. Living the dream every day. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I use that one. It convinces, it reminds me, you know? Another <laughs> yeah. day in paradise. Yeah, yeah. So, what a time for us to reach episode 99 because, like, this weekend alone, boy, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's been, it's been crazy. Like, how have you guys found it so far like how, how are you feeling after like just a weekend alone and everything else Jeez, man i with with okay so takeover to me it was kind of a bittersweet situation because i thought that that was going to be the last of it but I, I thought raw was actually pretty good last night too so i don't know it, it's been kind of just surreal to have so much good in wrestling happening and and feeling kind of like a a feeling I haven't had in a while when it comes to just back-to-back awesomeness. Uh, so I, I loved it. I actually loved it this weekend. This week, uh, I've, I've watched everything, and having back-to-back days of wrestling is crazy, too. It's just it's It's been a little exhausting, but just elation, I would say. Yeah, you want to try being a UK fan this weekend. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, my goodness, dude. People are up at, like, 1 a.m. And, and the pay-per-view's just starting. I'm like, yeah, oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah, Sarah. It's been uh, – I'm too old for this. My buddy reminded me on Tuesday morning. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, weekends like this will make you feel young again. Though. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, Ryder, what was your take on it? Or have you – you've, you've seen it pretty up close, I understand. No, uh, I was supposed to go to Vegas to see SummerSlam, but I did not go. I ended up not going um, for uh, a few personal reasons, but uh, I enjoyed it, though. I enjoyed the entire week, and I agree with Gritty. Um, There was an excitement that I haven't felt in a long time. It really reminded me of back when WWF at the time and WCW were going at it, and it was like every day it felt, though it came on once a week, each program, uh, besides like Thunder and everything. It was like every day something new was happening. You never knew what you were going to see next from either program. And I feel like we're really getting into this uh, feel, this vibe of that competition just making each other better. And yeah. this weekend was very, very exciting. Like Gritty said, there's something every, it, there's something every day now. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to keep up with it all. But man, it does make you feel young again. Makes you feel alive. And it's very, very enjoyable. Rest, wrestling fans have deserved this for a very long time now. I'm just sure. glad we're alive to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Gio, how'd you, how'd you find it? Well, I ain't retweeted a bit. Um, I enjoyed WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I 
See, that's why I saved you for last, because I, I know you can't help yourself. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I, I was... I, I, I still harbor resentment for being blocked by Sam Punk. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well... Are never going to be on the same terms. Yeah. I think Dang, man, he wished you the best in your future endeavors? <laughs> he did. Geo <laughs> got future endeavors. Not only that. <laughs> not only that, but he did it. He grammar slammed me. Oh. And I made the wrestling, like, I made wrestling news sites because of it. <laughs> oh. Hey, well, it, it, it somewhat inspired you. Sometimes our, our greatest motivators are our haters, right? Okay, so I was drunk and I simply asked him, it was back when John Cena was fighting with Rusev. I said, Hey CM Punk, do you have any do you have any like how to how to help Rusev out? You know a lot about quitting and he didn't like it. (laughs) And then he was like, A lot is two words. Uh, Dude, I love it. But yeah, minutes, my friends are all messaging me going, what did you do? And then I like, <laughs> what have you done? Sure enough, the links are like, CM Punk snaps back at Snorky Fan. And I was like, oh. Hey, <laughs> he made you famous though, man. <laughs> so, but I, think that's, I, I think that's probably a good place to start, really. Obviously, the man back. I, I mean... It made me watch. I can't say I've been huge AEW fan. I've watched it. I appreciate it. I like the fact that there is an alternative. And I've only ever looked at it as alternative. I don't look at it as, you know, like it was WWF, WCW. They were fighting for the same fans. I feel like they're two different products. There's more entertainment value maybe on one. There's better wrestling and and stuff on the other one. It feels like a live indie show. Sometimes AEW, you know, that kind of vibe. Um but of course, big, 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 big CM Punk is, of course, back. Um, I just, and the music here, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, the impact it has for me is huge. One bit I don't like, this is what I wanted to touch on. I don't like maybe the greatest talk after seven years waiting, and they let him, he had to go down the WWE route a little bit, didn't he? Like, but that's the that's, bit I don't like. Like that's every that's single AEW promo ever. You know? Um, yeah. To me, that's what annoys me about it is, you know, I, I had to talk with Cal about this too, and it's basically you saying that you ended wrestling in two thousand five. You just shit on John Cena, who you had a great feud with. You shit on your possibly your best WrestleMania match with Undertaker. You shit on every, your matches with Daniel Bryan all because you're resentful and angry at a federation. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely understand. It's, it's one of those things where uh, it's, it's very on brand, on brand for AEW uh, to take digs. And I think that it, it helped him to fit in. And he's kind of the original guy to do that to, to WWE in, in such a, on such a great large platform that it's kind of like AEW ran with the ball that he already put in there for it, and then he just came back to, to be like, hey, don't forget about me. Like, Let me get my ball back real quick. So I wasn't as upset about it because I've been hearing this type of stuff 
uh, you know, for like two years, they've been taking digs, breaking, breaking thrones, uh, talking about sloppy shops, like just, just always, always with WWE uh, in their mouth. And, and I, just, I feel like I wasn't as upset about the promo because he kind of started that ideal and that type of vitriol for the WWE, even when he was working there. So it, for him to say it, I'm just kind of like, dude, he even said it when he worked there. So I'm, I'm cool with it. It just it felt like him doing what he does, to me at least. You know, um, with Punk, what I didn't like about it, and I find it so interesting to hear so many people say uh, what they didn't like about the Punk pro- uh, promo and his return. I, I felt like he was insulting his fans. Now, I was a huge fan of what he did at WWE. And for him to dismiss it as if it were nothing, man, I got to say, as a fan of his, that hurt. I, 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 liked, I liked his run with Paul Heyman. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's the the best point. in the world gimmick. Yeah, yeah, the best in the world gimmick. You know, the reason why they're changing, then he, then he contradicts himself. And he says, I heard, I hear you, I heard you, I heard you. What, what, you talking about the CM Punk chants? Where were they chanting? Where were they chanting CM Punk in WWE? So how are you? You want to act like it doesn't exist, but you still want to benefit off the success that you gained from these fans in WWE because they weren't chanting CM Punk when you left in Ring of Honor in 2005. The way that they are now, this big following that he has comes from WWE. So I mean, like, well, he was with the, like ECW for a bit, then SmackDown and. Raw. I mean, he had a lot of great, not even moments. Like he had a lot of great runs in WWE. Not just that fight, the best in the world one. Um, when he had his uh, the faction where he was shaving heads off and everything. When he was doing that, <laughs> his his uh, his run in ECW was great. Um, and and like how you mentioned his match with Undertaker at Russell. Like you face Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like and you just want to act like it doesn't exist. But but let's mention the ice cream bars. What are we talking like? What are we talking about? I got to a point that I was like, "What are we talking about here, Punk?" I feel like, uh, you know, I want to cheer for you, but damn, I feel like you just said, you know, f all the products that I got from WWE while you were there, f all the matches that I liked that you were in. He has a match with Daniel Bryan that I consider one of the greatest matches, one of the most underrated matches. I think it was at SummerSlam, and they were both champions, and it's a it's a phenomenal match. I I don't see how he could could do what he did, but. At the same time, controversy creates cash, and they sold yep. a lot of T-shirts. So, good job, anime, job Rampage, well done. Rampage Sorry? over a million. Rampage did dynamite numbers on like his debt. You know, I totally get it, and I understand why he did it. I just, I, I, I don't want them to keep doing that. Like, I just want it to be yeah. W. You know, maybe it's because I'm old school. You know, I wanted WCW to work, and they were just so focused on bad talking them. I wanted TNA to work, mm-hmm. and it was so focused on bad talking. I just, you know, when you three three tons of charm, you know, the third time for yeah. me, and I just feel like <laughs> I'm watching the same promo that I watched from way exactly. back. Exactly. You know what I was what I was thinking when it was happening. I'm like, I'm this needs to just be him clearing the air, though. Like, mm-hmm. if he's gonna if he's gonna bad talk them, he's gonna say all this other stuff. He's gonna you're gonna have that kind of like, oh well, everything we're clear, we're clearing the slate. So this week on Dynamite, I want to see him from the jump start doing something else. I don't, I don't want that again. It's just like yeah. you said, this needs, this is it. You know that, like that was your chance to just clear the air and and let's let's run with this now. You know, let's find out what he's got. Not 
not dwelling on the past because if he's going to try to say that the past didn't matter, he's going to try to like discount all this, uh, which obviously made him like he wouldn't have been in the UFC. You know, he he might have, but he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have drawn at all. Nobody would have known who he was. Uh, WWE made him what he is. You know, I mean, he he had to bring the 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 mic work and and the in ring work, but honestly, they gave him a platform that that skyrocketed his fame and and made it so that he could eat. You know, like he wouldn't be eating as well right now. He wouldn't be coming to the United Center like that. You know, that WWE made that. So if if he's gonna discount all that, it needs to be the end of that speech altogether. And and we need to he needs to jump off from there and show us what he's got now. Well, to yeah. me, I always said I don't. As much as he says he feels like WWE used and abused him, I don't think they did because let's face it, the man was a top seller. The man, he 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 was a what a main event title holder for almost a year and a half. Yeah, he topped for the Rock, but guess what? That's that's how business goes. Exactly, (laughs) especially the WWE business. You know, the the. The, the part-timers come through and railroad people all day, but then once they get back to business, it's, it's about those workhorses, man. And that's why we have such respect for people who hold that intercontinental title. Or people like CM Punk is, is like those long uh, title holders, those long-standing title holders. They, they're the workhorses, man, and we're not confused about it. The people who actually watch the product are not confused. It's just when they bring through a Brock Lesnar or they bring back the Rock, you know, what, you know what's up with that. See, if AEW was smart, they wouldn't pull the trigger on him right away and immediately push him for the for the the age. Yeah, for, for to sure. Me, like they should take this as he just made us big ratings on what's possibly going to be our B show. Give yeah. him at least I'd say at least have him win the TNT title, so there's a reason for him to be on both shows and carry the ratings over there. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, that's a new show. It's going to have to keep up those ratings. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you know, is it is it a tough slot coming on after people have watched two hours of SmackDown in it? Is it like the end of SmackDown? It literally starts, you know. So you're basically asking wrestling fans to sit there for what, like three hours I straight? Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, it's just going to be WCW's Underworld over again, where <laughs> it starts off with you got main event talent for two or three weeks, and then by the fifth week, you're using Scott Norton and Virgil. <laughs> What's wrong with Scott Norton now? Okay, Virgil, I get. But Scott Norton, let's not be dissing Scott Norton, Jim. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> Virgil told Wait. me he's the greatest of all time. He <laughs> might be, man. Maybe there's some dark matches somewhere that we haven't seen. <laughs> um, so, other than that, how are you finding AEW? How are you finding, you know, because I was in a bit of a funky place until this weekend. So, last week, this just remind me what I saw last week. I saw Goldberg hit one of the weakest spears ever on the Monday. I see, <laughs> I see Christian become Impact Champion again on like the Tuesday. I see Ric Flair giving knife edge chops in AAA, and then I, you know I see Sting no selling a double powerbomb through a table. And I was sitting there like, is it 1987? Like, what, yeah, what, what has t- happened to Tully me? Blanchard <laughs> assisting with the pile driver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like. I was like, are they relying a little bit too much on nostalgia here, everyone, you know? Um, yeah. I was just a little bit concerned, but I think you know, this weekend has kind of helped. But, like, how... Uh, touching on Christian, TNA champ again. Do, do you feel this partnership is really now starting to hurt Impact, or do you think they're just going to absorb into AEW and 
become like their NXT or something? Do you think that the Khans might just buy it out? Or? I think that the uh, the partnership is it's been really one sided. Uh, it's it's been uh, gosh, man, and and it's it's kind of like bully status at this point because. Uh, if if you've seen what happened with Andrade, then pulling the plug on on him winning the title uh, yeah. over Omega at Triple A at Triple Mania, um, if, if you've seen, uh, it just really seems like they're taking what they can get and and not giving uh, not giving the the uh, the platform uh, a little bit more than than I'd say the bare minimum when it comes to impact. I think AEW has has used impact. But they haven't really given much back. Uh, I don't see it as a buy impact type of situation. I think that they're kind of almost done with that phase. And uh, if, if we see it again, it's going to be, I think it'll be a little bit more heavy handed next time. Uh, I, I think that they might let the door swing both ways with the women's division as well. Um, I think that could have helped them a lot because impact's women's division, women's division is almost. As uh, it's almost on that same level as the NXT women's division, if if they would let it fly, um, they could have brought in some of that impact talent to AEW and had them fighting for the world title while while AEW was really floundering at women's wise. Uh, their their women's division has been their their Achilles heel, or it's been that hole in the Titanic. It hasn't ripped open, but it's still it's still leaky and it hasn't been addressed, and you can tell it's not a concern and. Whenever they see the ratings continue to, to stay the same week by week, even when they're not showcasing the women, they're only showcasing uh, Britt Baker or something. I think that that's, that's showing them that even the fan base is like, yeah, it's, it's cool, man, whatever. And, and so I feel like it's not a concern to them. Um, that is one way that I think that AEW could really uh, have helped out this partnership early is by jumping on the women's division and not being so heavy handed with the men's stuff. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it feels like from the AEW women point of view is we we made our star. Britt Baker's there. Exactly. Cool. But it's like, how long? How long can you keep that up? Like, how how long can Britt Baker? And and it's gonna flip her heel real quick when she's the only one that that's really anything to look at. Um, from from a booking standpoint, I know that they're they're building up, you know, Statlander and Nyla's always there, and you know, they have the. But it's like it's just this melting pot of a women's division right now, where everybody is just they're just smiling and and laughing and and waving high or whatever. But there's nobody who's booked to that level yet, and and Jade Jade's not Jade's not good enough yet to where she could wrestle like a full on main event versus Britt. So it, eventually, it's just gonna flip Britt heel. Because she's going to be the only, she's going to get pushed down the throat just like Charlotte, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people just don't like Charlotte because of how much we see her, and they, it's not even anything tangible. It's just like, dude, she's always here, and it just makes people not like you. Yeah, 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 and that's eventually where you end up when that's the thing. Because like as you say, there's there's nothing that you imagine right now could beat Britt Baker, and that's the problem. Exactly, it doesn't matter who she's fighting. You don't see yeah. her losing right now, and that's the trouble. Exactly. Always unless have to somehow thunder, have that doubt, don't you? Yeah, unless it's Thunder Rosa, but it's like we already mm-hmm. saw that, and and uh, and you can tell they don't want to do it right away. So it's like their long-term booking idea sometimes comes back to bite them all the time. Like it's like it, it okay, not all the time, but what I'm saying is like if you if you do too much long-term booking, you miss out on all the opportunities in between where we're at and where you're going. 
You miss out on all kinds of cool stuff that you could be doing at the moment. So it's like waiting to put Thunder Rosa against Britt Baker is just costing us all kinds of good stuff we could be seeing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I look at it as how many AEW guys do you see on an Impact show? And yeah, exactly. But then how many Impact stars are you seeing on an AEW show? Absolutely none. Yeah, just the good brothers. Like, yeah, just the good brothers. And they and don't that's really, just because like, it's a, like a buddy system, isn't it? Like, yeah. That's, you know. But yeah, the Christian dig annoyed me because, like, Kenny has ripped through what you would consider TNA's main event guys, Sammy, Swan, <laughs> Moose, and it was Christian. You know, so are you saying that Christian yeah. is better than all of Impact's top guys still? Yeah. Like, and it's that bit. I, I, I have nothing but respect for Christian. I've always been a Christian fan. I love his original TNA run. Like I, I, would even... I don't mind Christian, but I, I, do I want to see him world champ and immediately retire mm-hmm. the TNA no. title that you've just had a big storyline over? I, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, mean, they missed was, an opportunity. That was my main issue last year when they gave it to Tessa Blanchard. And I was like, are you trying to say that Tessa Blanchard <laughs> Moose? Because <laughs> Sam Callahan beat Moose. Sam Callahan beat Brian Cage. Are you trying to tell me that Tessa Blanchard it's stronger than Brian freaking Machine Cage. Hey, Come on. Have, like, you seen, see, have you seen Tessa at certain angles, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, logistical, it makes no sense. It's the same thing. What you just said is exactly the same thing I felt last week uh, or two weeks ago now um, with, with Christian. It's, it's like, are you telling me that that's the guy? And it's funny that you bring up Moose right away is because they built Moose perfectly to beat Kenny Omega. They yeah. built him perfectly. And so for Christian to, to be the guy who takes that title back to Impact, um, I felt like it was a huge missed opportunity because they could have created a pillar in the wrestling industry that would be talked about. Uh, Christian is not going to get that same thing because we've already talked about him. Like, there's no, it's nothing new. When when you, if, if they would have let uh, Moose be the guy to win that title off of Omega, that would have created some intrigue, some interest. People would have seen that and been like, oh, who's this guy? Whoa, he beat Omega? And then seeing the, the, uh, uh, the, the vignettes and stuff to see what he's capable of doing, like front flip spears and him looking great against Omega, taking the title back to Impact, that would have taken some viewers back to Impact, too. Because nobody is going to be watching Impact now because Christian Cage shows up because we've already seen it, dude. They, they missed a gigantic opportunity to create a conversation and to build some interest in a brand. In a, he's not a brand new star, but he would be brand new to a lot of people right now if, if he was the guy who's bring that title back. An impact star. He's, he's yeah. an AEW star. Exactly. Felt home to, to impact because you're still still in AEW. Yeah, it, it was frustrating as heck to me to see Christian Cage win that. And then and they made that whole match. I know people like uh, Christian. I like Christian too. But that whole match, it, it was not a Kenny Omega match. It's like Christian took him out of his element completely, and they made Kenny look kind of kind of dumb, like kind of stupid, like like he wasn't wrestling like himself. And why would you pull? Why would you need a steel chair if you have a move that no one's no one's kicking out of? Like, what, what's the steel chair doing? Like, he, it's like he set himself up to look so dumb in that match, dude. I was like, dang, man, they're really. They're really putting this on heavy with Kenny losing these titles now. So I, I thought Andrade was going to beat him at Triple Mania. Yeah, it was but meant apparently, to really, and they put yeah. the plug on it. Exactly. You know, with and, the thing with Christian, I think the reason why they're pushing Christian so hard is to ride off of this edge momentum. 
you know, Edge oh, and, and WWE saying, doing his thing. Think that's what they're doing. Edge, yes, Edge did not get that world championship, and it's like, hey guys, Yay. we got Christian, and he's a he's a world <laughs> champ, and they're they're running off the Edge momentum. That's Yay. that's all they're doing. That's it. You know, look, think about it like this: Would Christian be working for AEW if Edge didn't come back? Nah, I don't think so at all. I, I think that they would have used that money to get Edge. Yeah, they were trying to get Edge. <laughs> I think they would have just doubled, doubled the price on Edge, dude. I don't think they would have got Christian. They, Edge did a so documentary for WWE, and I'm surprised the they put this wish. in there. <laughs> right. I'm surprised they put this in there. Edge said um, there was another wrestling company trying to hire him. Who the oh. hell can hire Edge? Who yeah. the hell? AEW. And he said yeah. he went to Vince about it. And it's like, hey, these guys, they're offering me this. <laughs> what do you think about it? And then Vince offered him, like, all right, wait, hold on, let's see what we can do. And yeah. so that's how Edge got back, but he was offered a contract. I wonder why didn't Christian get offered a contract back then? <laughs> he was there. He was around. So you know, Christian uh Edge comes back and then you know what we see Christian and they have that moment at Royal Rumble, and then like <laughs> Christian pulls this WCW stunt <laughs> where all of a sudden he's on the other programming. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's kind of what it's always been. Christian in the shadow of Edge. Yeah. yeah. And I think they made Christian look really... I thought what they were doing with him, like winning these matches, I said, man, that's great. But putting a title on him kind of looks yeah. desperate in my opinion. Like, yeah, and it's, it's not, Christian, it's Christian. It's not what we wanted to see. And it's not, yeah, it's not the Christian that... You know, we're just glad he's back wrestling. Go put on a few bangers in the mid-card with some up-and-coming guys, would, you know? Go do... Yep. <laughs> Go no, work with right. the MJFs. Go work with Darby Allens. You know, work with Sammy Guerrero. It'd be great. I'd love to see Christian doing that stuff. But yeah, I don't want to see him back on Impact as champ. Like I was, what, I was getting right. into Impact again. Like I'm, I'm big on Sammy Callahan. I think the Impact Women's Division is second only to the NXT's Women's that they've got. You know, and that's even you'd have a you'd accept an argument of someone saying Impact's was better. Like you'd listen, I, and now this, I just. I now wonder, and what I wanted to put out is, do we maybe not want that fourth, that fourth door open, that forbidden door? Is it showing that maybe there's a reason it's always been closed? It's, it's. I think that the reason that it, it might need to stay closed is just because of the the. Uh, I, I don't want to call it seniority, but it's it's like the big bank take little bank type of thing that's that's going on with AEW. Uh, I think that if if the door was going to open completely, it would have to be, there'd have to be a storyline that all parties agree with and, and not because of the money, the money issue. So I could tell that the impact's getting kind of railroaded over here because it's just like, dang, okay, all right, we'll take Tony's money though. You know, that's good. Um, I mean, it's the ECW scenario all over again. Look at how ECW was treated during the Monday night wars. It's literally how impact is being treated. They, yeah. they they're both are borrowing talent from other companies then these other companies are coming over, getting pushed in their company, taking their belt. Then these stars are getting plucked from them. And another company is just paying the money so that they can keep them alive and pluck these stars. That's a great yeah. comparison. That is actually. It is. That is pretty but much this, how it feels like to watch it. I don't, you know, everyone keeps telling me, oh, but it's putting eyes on impact, putting eyes on impact to watch AEW stars. Like, <laughs> the eyes on there are watching Christian beat Kenny. That's nothing to yep. do with impact at all. It's just an yeah, extra and on top of that, to use, the, you know? The, the worst. Show. 
Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even on an Impact show. And on top of that, everybody knows he works AEW. Like that's that's who brought him in. That's what's going on. Like he's he's kind of a, like a conquering hero who also works for the 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 outside force. Like he's, he's conquering the place that he works for. Look who they do for his first title defense. It's fucking <laughs> Brian Myers. Listen, oh, man. come on, man. Never I like this in Kurt Hawkins. Hawkins, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That feels like a proper TNA main event. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> the one, the one thing that I want to say about this this Christian thing is is it's something I've heard about for years and years with WWE is uh, that the oh man they just bring people in to, to beat their young stars and they're not creating any new stars. Well, that's why it was such a missed opportunity with I feel with uh, not letting Moose be the guy to bring that title back. And for him, and it's just like what Rhino was saying. Like, have him have some good, have him have some good matches. I appreciate him, but but like, just to go all the way to the top, uh, like that is is the exact stuff that people get mad at WWE for. And and AEW is supposed to be an alternative. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish they would have flipped that. You know, have him fight some MJFs and stuff like that. But don't have him just just taking the title off your off your biggest guy because it makes it. It, it's actually one of these things where the, the 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 lower card in AEW is becoming so big, and and all they can do is just give you like a a few like a few minutes against Kenny where you look good and then you lose like what they did with Dante Martin, um and and it's like that has to be good enough for now and it's like no you you had opportunities you can be different you don't you don't answer to anybody but yourself you don't have to you don't have to do this stuff where you put the title on Christian. It's your company. Do what you want to do with is, it. I, you know, I'd have to agree. I mean, I, I kind of wanted Sammy to take it. I mean, I don't know if you want someone like Sammy Callahan to be the face of your company. I maybe do understand that <laughs> yeah. argument as to know. But Moose was clearly courted hard by NXT from the bits that have come out, and he chose he, to stay. You would have thought, you know, and he's, he's a talented boy. I'm a big Moose fan. I was really hyped when they originally signed him and Mike Bennett. Like, I was proper pumped because I was like, that's two big signings at the time, you know, mm-hmm. and I've been in all Team Moose and for him to lose and then Christian is the one. That I'm just like, oh, yeah. it's and just it's, a little bit of a kick in the teeth for me. The only thing that comes out of all this is that at least Christian somewhere where, as Ryan said, he's not being the shadow of Edge because everything yeah. WWE single-wise has been because either Edge has been injured or Edge hasn't been around. It's the only times he's gotten pushed. <laughs> His first defense was literally because Edge had to vacate it. It wasn't because he, he, you know, WWE felt he deserved it. It was because they were like, well, shit, Edge is hurt. We need to make a new win. <laughs> we'll give him the spear. <laughs> but yeah. But we'll see. I mean, yeah, I just kind of want it to be over now for impact sake. But as you say, it's probably a money decision more than anything. You know, I just. Exactly. You know, just a bit over it. I'm a bit over it, and I want them to move on and start to do their own thing. They've got enough stars. Um, yeah, move on, move on, do their own thing, or or build. They go behind the scenes and build some storylines for some other people on the roster, and let that let that forbidden door swing open more for uh, for the people that are showing up on dark a lot of the times, or something like that. To where uh, to where you're you're building some storylines that are that are going back and forth between the companies that don't involve the, the upper card because then you can build something that's that's uh, exciting but it's not it's not something that has to be front and center. 
mean, that's the thing. Look at last year. I I even said it a few times while watching it over in, you know, on Gritty Streams. I even said it. I feel like last year, Impact wasn't that bad. Before no, it wasn't. They weren't that bad with Rich Swan. They had an exhibition going on. You know, it was a, it was a decent show to watch. Exactly. It's not like they needed help or needed fixing. Exactly. And, and then, and then somebody to win the title. Yeah, and then for somebody like Christian to win the title, uh, it from and he doesn't even work for Impact at that moment, but he's supposed to be the guy who brings it back. It just makes the whole roster seem flat and and uh, and just not good enough. It's like they actually deflated their their uh, just their ability to really look like they have stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, because Kenny's beaten Rich, Rich Swan, Moose, Sammy Callahan, all this way to this. Yeah. And then it's a guy who like, doesn't even work there who gets the title back. Yeah. So it just it really just makes your your whole entire your entirety of your federation look like dang man, we just couldn't get the job done, Kobe. Yes, indeed. But yeah, Christian, congratulations though. I mean it couldn't happen yeah. to a nicer guy. I just don't like it. It's good for him, but it's it's good for him, but it's not good for them. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to see him that. If he's back wrestling, do some part-time stuff, work with some guys, do, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to see you as champ. Sam Punk's not even the biggest thing I'm going to rage about this week. That's what Uh-oh. 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 I can't wait to hear this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you well, wanna, what are you going to rage about? What's, what's, what's tickled well, Gio? We'll, we'll get to it when we get to the review for, you know, SummerSlam and whatnot. Well, I was going to mention, so it was... Saturday SummerSlam this year on a Saturday. I love it on a Saturday, not going to lie. I hope that's like mm. a, a new thing. I really liked it. Um, mm. Big deal. They put on, you know, they've tried to put on, obviously, matches to get everyone to watch. Um, big, deep, deep here's, card. Here's, here's the big rant. And Ryan will even say it. because I, I said it in his thing when we were talking predictions. And I said it, I said, wow, Sasha Banks isn't going to be at this show. Wonder why there's nothing wrong with her, and then I said, "Hey Ryan, count on it. Becky Lynch is going to come back and take that spot." This is true. Sorry, but it's uh, to me. It, that's where I'm ranting at. Is congratulations, you built Bianca Belair up. You gave her a push, and you take it away in five seconds. Okay, Kofi now, vibes. He, here's my counter to that. WrestleMania, Seamus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan gets beaten in four seconds. Has a pretty good career. Is it maybe not like... I disagree. Yeah, the Becky Lynch, they're trying to make her a heel. It was a good way to do that. She wants to come back as a heel. Pretty good way to do that was to do this way. I don't don't like it. Don't get me wrong. I don't like it because I think if it had been done to Rhea in her title run, Maybe, because I don't think Rhea's was as good as Bianca's. Bianca has pretty much carried the SmackDown women's roster since winning it. But why I don't think it's going to hurt her as much as everyone has said. Why start a storyline, tease this storyline as what could be a great feud between her and Sasha Banks, and then you just shit the feud down on a five-second you know, thing with Becky yeah, but does it not? Does it not help if you're trying to make Becky a heel? Does it not help do that? Because everyone's going to be super hyped to see it. How do you make her heal other than get more love for Bianca? I was consensus there. 
I think the way that it happened overshadows whatever Becky's going to be like heel or babyface. I don't think. Well, I think a lot of people don't care what Becky's going to be. Yeah, what they, they cared about was the way that Bianca went down. Now, you compared it to Sheamus and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. The reason why I disagree with you on this one is because Daniel Bryan made a mental mistake. The bell had rang, and he decided to give AJ a kiss. And yeah. Sheamus uses his special move, which is a knockout blow, especially for the count of three. That's a knockout blow right there. Kick to the head. Broke it. One, two, three. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But with, Bian- with Bianca Belair, it was like they're, they're looking at each other face to face. Becky hits, punches her. Okay. And then she does the manhandle slam. We've seen Bianca kick out of way more than that. I mean, she was ready for a fight. It wasn't like Bianca wasn't ready. She was ready. She was prepped. But she gets hit, finisher, and that's it. Thank you. That, that, it was just poor booking. It was... And, I know a lot of people bring race into it. I don't think this is anything racial. Like I said, it gave me Kofi vibes. Now, what I mean when it gives me Kofi vibes, to a lot of African Americans, seeing these people be champion was an emotional com- like commitment to these characters. And to see it taken away so easily from them, well, it reminds, it's a, fam- it's a familiar pain. It's a yeah. familiar pain. So, One thing, though, one thing, though, I will say is that these kind of things have happened to all races of champions. It literally, I mean, uh, (laughs) Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan, finger poke of doom. (laughs) It goes it goes so deep. This rabbit hole goes so deep. Um, I'm glad, in my opinion, I'll look at the silver lining in it. I look I try to look at it like at least I'm and maybe I'm going to get so much hate for this. But maybe we're being treated fairly. Like, let's get these big time losses out the way. And you got to give uh, some props to Bobby Lashley, who has not been treated that way. Bobby I Lashley. Mean, like, you, like you just said, I don't feel it's a race thing because it's been done to all of them. Look at Bob Backlund. Right. Right. Ended in ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that's yeah. a great example right there. Yeah. And I honestly believe it happens like, to the does. There's nothing wrong with pushing Becky. Like, I don't think anyone would expect. It's just Bianca has been really, really good. I do get it. And, like, I'm, I was clutching to try and find ways to balance it out. But Bianca, like, as I say, if it had been done during to Rhea on her title run, I don't think I'd feel as bad because Bianca's actually done really, really well. I'm not knocking Rhea. I just don't think she was ready for that raw women's title run that she had. But whereas Bianca is just, she's been on fire, you know, like she has been on fire and it was, it was a bit head scratching. <laughs> just, you know, he's sitting there like, how am I going to justify this one being a WWE fan? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, I think it was effective. And I think uh, in, in the upcoming weeks here, I think it'll be all right. Uh, I could understand the outrage. I thought, I thought that Bianca was uh, somewhat protected in this because she came to SummerSlam expecting to fight Sasha in in storyline. Let's just say, let's just say, like this this is this is in a bubble where we're just looking at the storyline. We're just looking at what what's happening in the ring, what's happening on that day uh, at SummerSlam. 
uh, if we're doing that, Bianca came to that ring expecting to fight Sasha Banks. So she she had a game plan. She knows Sasha is, is basically her biggest rival to this point. So she's she's got she's ready to fight Sasha Banks. You know how like if you're gonna play the the Chicago Bulls, you have a different game plan. If you're gonna play against the the, the Sacramento Kings or something, you you have a game plan. You watch tape. You get ready for like oh don't get don't let her get you don't let her get you in the cross phase. Don't let her get you you know like you're. You're thinking about the ways to beat her like you did at WrestleMania. Then they pull the rug out from under Bianca and they say, oh, sorry, uh, Sasha's not here. So now now Bianca's like, well, well okay, I, I guess. And then out comes Carmella. So she's like, oh, this girl. All right, so I know how to beat her. I just beat her at the Rolling Loud thing. You know what I beat her like eight times. So I know how to beat her. So she's switching gears mentally. Like, all right, so I was ready for Sasha. Now I have to fight Carmella. All right, I'm cool. And then all of a sudden, whoa! Oh, Becky, what? And then Becky Lynch's like, oh, hey, do you want to fight me? And she's like, I, I guess I came here for a fight, I guess. And then she's she's shaking her hand. She gets blocked with a with a with a cheap shot, and then gets slammed. It's like mentally exhausting to just explain what happened. So at that moment, I think it, I think they kind of protected Bianca because she got. She got the gears shifted on her three times without even sticking the clutch, man. It was just, it was just grinding, and and it it did it did hurt her, and it hurt a lot of her fans. I, I've seen that loud and clear. But I think uh, it it definitely gave us a, a heel Becky that's that uh, the babyface Bianca is going to be cheered like crazy now. So I, I I don't think it's as big of a deal, but it did hurt. Um, it, it was Kofi vibes for sure. I love how Ryan put that Kofi vibes all day. Um, but I, I think that she was a little more protected than people are giving it credit for. Um, and I don't think it's going to matter in two weeks anyway. But here's my thing. Do they keep going with Bianca Belair? Or are we going to fade Bianca Belair out for another Sasha Banks-Becky Lynch feud? I don't think Sasha is, is facing up right now. I think, that, I think they stick with Bianca. But that's why I said in two weeks it's probably not going to matter because they'll be cheering, they'll be cheering Bianca and then... And, Everybody will be remembering kind of kind of what Becky did, and it's just she's off to the races as a heel now. Yeah, I mean it has helped if she does want to be a heel, if that's what she wants to come back and do. Yeah, and Bianca's a long term a long term thing too. Bianca's not going anywhere. I, you know, I don't no, think, I think a, Bianca's uh, been it, amazing. As I say, of the two, yeah. Rhea and Bianca, I've much preferred Bianca's main main yeah. roster run. If she, if she can pull off the the pre Ronda Rousey Becky Lynch heel type thing, I'm all. Yeah. all Oh yeah, that'd be hype. But yeah, I oh, think it's what? what they tried to do originally, but everyone fell in love with it. Right? <laughs> like, exactly. She, everyone loved it. It was meant to be, you know, when she started attacking yeah. Charlotte and stuff, and the roof was went off. <laughs> yeah. All credit due. They fell in love with it not because they were in love with it. They fell in love with it because their hatred towards Nia Jax who busted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was no talk of how great this. You know, Becky Lynch's gimmick was until, you know, Nia Jax popped her in her face and broke her nose. And everybody was yeah. like, oh, man, we don't like that, that Nia Jax. Yeah, that's, okay. that's one of those things that, that organic, uh, like that intangible or organic uh, build or organic hype that somebody can get behind them. Uh, and and good on WWE for for sometimes riding that wave, but not and not just going with original plans. Uh, I I like when that is done because you hear so often when it's like, oh, you they missed the bus. This guy was hot and they didn't pull the trigger. 
So good on them for like actually letting letting us dictate some things as a band. They they, they hear us sometimes. Hear us sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other women's match uh, obviously brought up quite a lot of vibe from people. Uh, Nikki Ash Charlotte versus uh, Rhea. Um, obviously Charlotte's, I, you know, I've run out of ways to tell you how many, how many wins Charlotte has these days, but <laughs> I actually on this one, I agree. The Nikki thing like a, hasn't worked for me. I think it's been a I bit of a mess. Also, it's also a power play to keep her under contract because now that, you know, her father and her husband ain't working there. She was, you know, if, if she didn't win a title, she could have easily walked out and gone to one of them, and they would have lost a big, big talent. Yeah, but I because also, right yeah, there, I that think would been, that would have been the the CM Punk spark to ignite the women's division over at AEW. Yeah, but I think it's the right thing. I think I think Nikki's been a bit of a nightmare. I think they've they've gone for it. They've gone, okay, we hear you. We'll give this girl a go and let her go run with it, and it's not worked. Like it's just not. Um, I think Rhea's. Seems a bit lost in the minute on um, what she's actually doing. Is she angry? Is she happy? I, yeah, what is she? So I actually think on this one, I mean, it's deflating. I love Charlotte, but it is deflating that she's won again. But this one actually, I think, makes sense. And I think people will look at it as like, well, actually, yeah, currently, sure, go with yeah. Charlotte for if now. <laughs> if you look at it this way, if she holds on to it for up until November, and Becky holds on to hers, we'll get another Becky Charlotte match. Possibly. Possibly. I was, uh, that, you know, that, and, and Survivor Series Gold is this the champion versus the champion. Yeah. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't upset about it. Uh, I'm like, it also helped. I was hanging out with Ric Flair before this, uh, before SummerSlam. He, uh, they invited me into their, uh, he was doing this live stream where it was, it was like an exclusive live stream thing where he had to pay to get in, but they invited me to get in for free. So I, I got in there and he was just telling stories and stuff. And uh, we were hanging out at his house and all. It was really cool, man. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. He, he had all his friends there. He's telling some stories. And they asked him, like, tell stories you never told anybody. So I got to hear some stuff. You know, you know how he is. <laughs> um, so I was, I was kind of rooting for Charlotte just because of that, too. And, and she just, she looked so much better in this match than both of them that it was like, dude, if you didn't want Charlotte to win that match, what are you watching for? Like, what do you want to see? I don't mind it because Charlotte is, I don't care what people say, it's not because of the last, it's because she's Charlotte. She's good, man. She's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she is. I think she she deserved this one. Uh, this one, as you say, because she looked so much better. I mean, I thought the match was quite good. I'm not, I'm not knocking yeah. Nikki or Rhea. I actually thought for a triple threat match, it was, it was solid. But you're right, Charlotte is just so much better. You know. Yeah. Yeah. To be completely honest with you, right quick, um, I think she's gonna be the one that breaks Rick's record. Yeah. That We're gonna let her do it. She She'll be now? a 17 she's time. She's at 12 now. 12. Oh. Honestly, and I, I don't mind it. It's a flare passing it to a flare. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of, I would kind of prefer it. I would kind of prefer it because it's like, I feel like if John were to do it, it would kind of put, it would hurt his career. I feel like because wrestling fans would just be like, "Why him?" for the rest of all time. Just like, "Why him?" 
why John? Like, God, I hate John. Let, hey, kids, let me tell you about the worst wrestler of all time. <laughs> John said, if, if they give it to him. And then another close, well, Flair said he wanted Randy to do it. Yeah. I, I think Randy would be great. I think that would, if there was one thing that Randy could, like, have, like, you know, and, I, and Randy has had plenty in WWE. But, like, some, I feel like he just hasn't had that moment yet. You know what I mean? Like, uh... Like I a beating taker at Mania thing or breaking a record thing, you know, like well, he was the youngest world champion at one point. Yeah, but was, yeah. that was that was short lived. Triple H getting that ring real quick. Yeah, right. So I'm <laughs> I'm still kind of waiting for Randy to get that mo- like that moment that I mean, no one can ever take away from him. He's had a bunch, I know, but I've yeah, always thought exactly. Randy Orton could have been a great. Like, he's a great talent. He could have been so much better, but it's just he was in the wrong. He's always been in the wrong spot in the era. Like, it's always, there's always a John Cena or a Batista or a Daniel Bryan that people want to have that moment before him. You know, unfortunately, I think uh, Randy Orton has some demons that kept him from being pushed any further within the company. I think he could have been pushed just like, uh, well, he has been for the most part. But he's he. I think he's even admitted he's done some things that kind of hindered his career a bit. Yeah, he didn't start that great at it. Like the early attitude and you know comments, you know I mean, stuff, stuff from Mister Kennedy and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always been <laughs> something of Orton, you know, not kind of doing it to himself. Yeah. Like dealing with him was like dealing with a child. Yeah, mm. man, that's not like, good. They did like that documentary a little a while ago about about something, and he brought it up like, well, originally it was going to be Randy Orton and Mark Jindrak, but they were both just too young, too rebellious, and it was like babysitting two kids. <laughs> I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember. the evolution, that little evolution documentary. Yeah, it's meant to be Jindrak, yeah. uh, right? And I, I still I have nightmares because evolution may be my favorite faction would be up there in my conversation. I loved mm. evolution at the yeah. time. I'd have like my visions of seeing Mark Jindrak in that. are just like, that would kind of ruin that for me. Like what the hell? <laughs> the, the thing, the thing you said about Charlotte. Yeah. Go on. They, they made the Titan Tron for it. And watching that Titan Tron, it's like, no, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> the thing you said about Charlotte, um, uh, breaking the record though, I think it's, uh, it, like she said, she's inevitable, dude. And and as long as she keeps her her nose clean and nothing nothing too crazy happens, I mean, she's already she's already like in bed with the enemy, literally and stuff. So it, I think if she just keeps it the way it is right now, doesn't doesn't jump ship. I think that that is is just inevitable, and I think it's extremely timely as well with the whole uh, you know women's evolution and uh, women's revolution and just just the way the world is going right now it's like that scene uh with uh what's his name uh uh danny trejo in that movie is like times are changing uh girls can do stuff now <laughs> it's like dude i think it's time to to maybe and, and you're right about passing it from one player to another too i think it's just it's timely it's poetic and she's not she's not bad She's not a bad wrestler no, either. It's not like she's getting shoved down her throats and she can't wrestle or something. Her promos need a little work to me. She's a little robotic, but um, okay. overall, it, it's just she builds heat with it, man. Yeah, I always look. She's trusted like they trust John Cena, where it's 
They've never really been popped for any drugs. They've never really done anything outside of the wrestling world to get them suspended or get them on TMZ or get them in trouble. And that's what makes them marketable is that, you know, it's showing like, hey, they're taking this seriously and they're not fucking about when it's <laughs> cameras are off. Yep. And, and what, uh, what Rhino was saying about uh, Randy Orton, I think it would be actually pretty cool if Randy was the one to break Rick Flair's record on the, the men's side of things. Uh, just because of his, his, uh, he's kind of like a, a, a steady, like even his, his in-ring style, it, it fits his career perfectly. It's like, it's not always going to be the flashiest, but it's not going to burn out quickly. It's, it's steady. It's, 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 you can count on it. And it would be nice to just see that he's always been in the background, just slithering and he's going to end up being the one. That's my thing. I wish he had more charisma. Like his promos are monotone and that's what yeah. Away from him. It's like he talks like this. Yeah, he's, he's, he's supposed to be kind of like a like a killer, really. You know? It's like, <laughs> guys, but yeah, dang it, I I like I like like to see Randy Orton. Yeah. He's always been Randy my Orton, my obviously. Oh, sorry, go ahead. He's always been like my second favorite wrestler, and I think that that's that's what I'm saying about the like uh, he's he's. You can count on him. He's, he's steady, and I think that that would be cool for like. I think he's everybody's pretty much second favorite wrestler at one time or another. He's just he's that guy that out of nowhere he's going to hit you with the RKO, and that's just such a deadly move, such a devastating maneuver that at any time he could just pick it up. When it comes to it, he's always a reliable transitional champion. Yeah, and he's believable. Well, at the minute he's the raw tag one half of the raw tag team champions. After yeah. RK Bro beat Omos and Styles, um, what do you make of RK Bro? You think you agree with the fact people have said they're the best thing on Raw right now? You think that's true? Best thing on Raw, um, you know, gosh, I I hate to say it, but yeah, I, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, besides the like, I've noticed that Raw they've been consistently giving us at least one or two good matches per Raw that are just, that are kind of almost dream match uh, type of things, like AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle. We got that last night, and that's, to me, that's something that people would wish for. If, if Matt Riddle was still in NXT, and, and you were to, to be like, yo, who could he fight on the main roster? AJ Styles has got to be on that list, so it's like, they're, they're giving us these dream matches. Uh, I think Riddle is the glue that's making that, that uh, RK bro thing really worked and Randy's selling it so well and this is like reluctant and just oh uh, god this guy I said it the past few weeks it gives me the old rock and sock and team hell no vibe where it's like the yeah. one dude's really serious and the other dude's just goofing about and the other guy's like shut up and get serious <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly dude and, and that's uh, so it just off the top of my head, I'd have to say that RK Bro is, is the best thing on Raw because off the top of my head, that's all I can really think of that's entertaining me in, in that at, at that level right now. Oh, Reginald! <laughs> Listen, you had to go there. Right, we're doing Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie next. Thanks to you and your original comments. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like Matt Riddle at the minute, just amazing. Like he's definitely, I think when you look at that, phrase of reaching for that brass ring he looks like he's trying 
Um, I think the matches he's put on, especially against AJ Styles last night, was absolute banger. Um, really, A is taking his opportunity and taking it really, really well. Um, looks like he can hang with all of them. Uh, what I did want to do, you think this will start to be the end of Omos Styles and we start to see maybe what Omos can do on his own a bit? See, I would say something about that, but then after what went down last night, I don't think so because they still need tag teams. Yeah, they need tag teams like like a fish needs water right now. It's 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 crazy, man. And and the Viking Raiders are just in the shadows. They're literally in the shadows. Last night they were just in a dark room, and that's the all we saw of them. They were like, "We got a new shirt." (laughs) I was like, "Wow, okay, cool, dude. Man, you're really bumping up this tag division." So I, I don't think that Omos and AJ need to split it, especially because what would Omos do without AJ right now? I just I, I don't think that he's ready to be to be out here cutting like long-winded promos yet. And I and I don't want to hear it anyway. It's kind of like when Braun started cutting long-winded promos. I'm like, come on, man, just wreck fools. Just get out of here and destroy people. Like almost on his own one-on-one. I think he still needs somebody with him. Yeah. Exactly. And, and AJ is perfect for that because uh, you can tell AJ is kind of winding down his career. So him being in, in like a singles only situation, it's, it's good for both of them. It's good for AJ because he doesn't have to carry the entire singles load and, and neither does neither does Omos. Uh, speaking of weak tag teams, though, is there anything weaker than SmackDowns? Do you think Raw's got more than SmackDown? Like, is there any tag teams on SmackDown? Like other than the Usos and the Mysterios, like I mean, they got they got the joke. dirty dogs, and they just kind of throw them in whenever they're like, "Oh, hey, you need a win, but let's not beat the Usos." Like I think the dirty dogs are just the de facto throwaway loss <laughs> champions right now on on SmackDown. Uh, you think but, but, to have, too. like one set of tag titles though? Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea, especially right now. They're just so it's so. Uh, if you're just trading the tag titles back and forth between two teams, and then you just have maybe two other teams in the wings, it would like like Rhino just said, they, they have the street profits still, um, and they also have uh, Gable and and Otis. But if you just keep trading the tag titles between two different teams, maybe three different teams, it makes it look like you're doing it just because it's it's a it's a trope, like it's something that's just we have to have a belt. It's wrestling, you know. It doesn't seem special. Um, and 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 Rey Mysterio is talking about it like, oh, we got we got to get these titles back, Dominic. Come on, and it's like, uh, why? What's going on there? Like, is anybody even talking about these titles? I, I, you're gonna it see loses a bunch, special. You're going to see a bunch of title changes within the next few weeks because you got a draft coming up. Plus, like I said, it's 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 the beginning of Survivor Series booking, where it's basically they got to put the belts on people where it makes sense for a champion versus champion match. Are, are we really going to see, you know, Dominic and Ray versus RK bro, where it's two face teams, or are we going to see Dominic and Ray versus the Usos? Or versus uh, uh, RK bro, you mean? RK bro, Usos. Yeah, sorry. That's what we're getting uh, right now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You got to look at it as they're building, now's where they build to the Survivor Series booking. Where it's just they gotta build teams up and people up to face their the respective champion. If they do a draft, they really need to um, they really need to think about what tag teams they can form in the in the future 
with who gets drafted where because if it stays the way it is, that tag that the whole tag picture is looking just frail. Ice cream. It's grim. That's, that's in a few weeks, isn't it? Like, aren't they yeah. supposed to be doing this during the like season premiere? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, it's pretty grim. Uh, rest of the card, obviously, because the tag matches aside. I, I mean, to be honest, I've already forgotten that the Mysterios and Usos was on there. Um, yeah, yeah, they didn't really give them much. They didn't no, give them much. And it wasn't as good as... You know, you'd always expect, even if it's a throwaway match, like those four, yeah, maybe not Dominic, but users and stuff, would always put on a solid match, but very forgettable, this one. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was disappointing to me because the, the match that was great was the match that they wrestled on the, uh, on the pre-show um, last time. That was, that was a great match. Uh, I think it was Money in the Bank pre-show, um, yeah, yeah. where it was the Usos versus Dominic and, and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. That match didn't get on the main card, but then we got like a, a kind of throwaway whatever ish match uh, on on this show, and I was just like, "All right, cool," you know. And and that that was kind of the moment. Now you bring it up, that was kind of the moment where I was like, "This needs to. They need to do something with this. Uh, like all the tag teams, just just build some new tag teams or get somebody else in here." And and the street profits would be great. I think Otis and and Gable need to start looking a little stronger as a team. Uh, and, and just build up the SmackDown. You were saying that the SmackDown division, uh, tag division, might be not as good as Raw. I think it's on par. I really think that both both shows just have kind of met. When it comes to everybody else but the champions, I think that sorry, everybody else but the people who have been fighting for the titles really need help up that fight card, and they need a few more tag teams. Yeah, desperately. And they've needed it for a while, haven't they? Tag teams just been a bit shot. Yeah. Um... One good title change that I was I was really hyped about. Uh, Debbie Priest is the new US champion, having beaten Sheamus. And I've Ma. called it since last year. <laughs> when you asked me, like, well, they called up Damian Priest. Where do you think they're going with him? And I was like, mark my words, dude's going to have an intercontinental title. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, Sheamus... I mean, Sheamus is clearly now just being freed up to be some filler for Lashley until whatever, um, which I'm guessing having from last night, but huge for Priest. I think Priest has been, Priest is one of my favorites. Like you watch some of his matches in NXT, Priest being Finn Balor was an absolute banger. You know, like he can, yeah. he knows how to work a ring. And now US title, do you think they keep it? Him versus Nakamura would be the build to survive. So do you think it'll be a longish run or you think it's just testing the waters for him? He's got a good um, future. Nakamura having a banger match. Hmm. I, that would be a good match. I, I'm I'm glad they put it on Priest, man. He looks like a million bucks. Uh, he's he's not getting any younger, but I mean, you can't tell. Um, the guy's just he's doing great stuff in the ring. He he's believable. He's he's got a great voice too. I don't know. He's just he's got that it factor, man. And uh, I think they leave it on him. But I, I got a little scared for him last night when he was hanging out with Drew a whole lot. I was like, oh, they're going to put the U.S. title on Drew McIntyre. Because um, I can't see him at the top. I can't see him getting that, that world title back anytime soon. So, And and Drew can't just keep marinating. I mean, who's going to fight? Gender again and again? They haven't even built gender to be a threat. I'll give you the predictions and storylines once we finish up with, with SummerSlam here. <laughs> yeah, so, so I don't think the... I don't think it's going to be a short run for Damian Priest, but it is a little scary seeing Drew perched uh, around him a little bit. 
Is that more to keep Drew busy though? Like, and, and more than anything? And that's what worries me. Actually, it worries me because yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it worries me because it's like if they're looking for things for Drew to do. I mean, what what else is there right now besides going in for Damian Priest? They haven't built gender to, to be anybody. He, uh, that's I was I was perplexed that they even put that gender versus Drew match on on the fight card of uh, SummerSlam. I was like, why, dude? They haven't built gender to be any sort of threat. Is it just so people can do the three, two, one countdown at SummerSlam and hear the, the crowd say it, or what? Is there, there, there's nothing. There's nothing behind gender right now to really have him look like any sort of uh, something to watch versus Drew. Yeah, yeah. Now, you guys said what's your favorite part of Raw. What is your favorite part of SmackDown? Gosh. Uh, I mean, I, I still think it's it's Roman for me. Um, I just I love the storyline they've done. They've kind of cooled off on it a little bit um, yeah. when, it, when it comes to, like, the backstage yeah, storyline. I like the Roman, but right now, what's really entertaining me is bum-ass Baron Corbin. <laughs> bum and Corbin. At this moment, he's still been doing things on on, on TikTok where he's he, he he took a hundred bucks and he hit it he hit big at the the casinos after summer slam <laughs> and he's just been sitting around gambling. He's like, I'm gonna get a new shirt. I'm gonna get some food. <laughs> <laughs> and by the next time, he's gonna lose it all. And this is what's funny about it. Yeah, I like the Corbin stuff, man. I like this that too. Don't Barry Corbin giving it's just it's selling me. Yeah, Corbin's my favorite thing. <laughs> Corbin, yeah, 100%. And RK Bro, to be fair. Corbin and RK Bro, I'm really enjoying across the two shows. Honestly, it makes the King of the Ring thing look 10 times bigger because after he lost that, he lost his meal ticket. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good point. Uh, it's, it's almost like reverse storytelling. It makes It does make the King of the Ring thing look like, like it's a bigger deal because once he lost it, He's in dire straits. And look at look at Nakamura. He's got a he's got somebody playing guitar for him. He's got Pat McAfee dancing on the desk. Like it 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 is kind of like reverse like it in reverse making the King of the Ring look better. <laughs> it is. Agreed. Uh, also with SmackDown, I would say my favorite thing about it is Fox. The entire program, whatever Fox is doing over there with SmackDown, um, to I think that SmackDown dare I say, is the best wrestling show on right now. It's, it's the, so, the it's entire so well product. Yeah, yeah, it's very well produced. Every match, they're doing a great job of giving time to the locker room and making everyone on that SmackDown roster look like a star. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you got a You got a roster of big names on SmackDown as well. I mean, you add Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch to the list of Roman, Ben Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins, Edge. I mean, my I mean, God, Nakamura, dude! It looks like he's enjoying himself again. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Nakamura's having fun for the first time in a while. Long time. And yeah, it, maybe it's that crown. To Gritty's point, <laughs> being at being the king. <laughs> yep. Man, there's a lot of perks that come with it. <laughs> when you're not king, oh my gosh, you fall hard. <laughs> it's it's entertaining. They've got great wrestling on SmackDown. Pat McAfee's killing it on commentary. Uh, oh, they they got that WWE showmanship that they want, but they're also giving fans what they want as well. Um, while creating while while creating uh, some bigger star, new stars as bigger stars, and all, you guys got me thinking. You know, very very upset with the way Bianca Belair lost. 
but damn, are we not talking about Bianca Belair? Her name is up there now. We're talking about her like she is one of the greats. Maybe making her lose like that really cements and makes everyone acknowledge Bianca Belair as great. Yeah, totally. Great. You look at Bianca Belair at the moment with Bailey out and Sasha obviously gone before Becky back. Bianca was very clearly the best women's wrestler on that roster for SmackDown, you know? And that's how you look at her, like, which is huge, you know, and fully deserved. I mean, she's, she's, she's done great. Yeah. SmackDown is, is a great show. For me, it's, it's the one that I watch all the time. I don't miss SmackDown. I'd maybe catch up the highlights. I don't feel so bad if I miss the other. I don't miss SmackDown. Um, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's my favorite right now. They're just doing it They've done so such a well, great job. It just know? feels like a different show sometimes. It feels like a different company sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why I say Fox. I, it's got to be yeah. Fox doing something. Like somebody at Fox is putting the right word in to the right person. Just keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Because what they get, like two and a half mil, like the other Friday. I mean, that's that's big numbers on a Friday night. Yeah. You know, that's big ratings. Yeah, um, and it, it fits the story. It fits the whole storytelling that they do with Roman too, because Roman's like, "I made you, I made you relevant. Welcome to the island of relevancy." Like, it's just, it's like the show itself is telling the story of itself. Like, it, Roman is t- he, what he's saying about the show and about what he does for that show. It, it's like it actually isn't. It's not him telling a story. It's him telling you what's really happening in real life. Right. Right. <laughs> 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 um which leads us you know actually to probably the the three main event parts of SummerSlam. edge rollins um coming out as the brood had me i didn't even care what happened after that i'm not gonna lie i didn't yeah. care after that i saw the brood entrance i hear the brood music i'm like i'm sold it's five star they don't even have to wrestle <laughs> <laughs> i am all about that i thought the entrance was great and you know what i actually thought this was best that edge has done since coming back the only thing i didn't like and i even heard ryan say like it's supposed to be a bloodbath and on smackdown it looked like a <laughs> bath. yeah, yeah. Well, and i think that wwe could have had no? <laughs> they could have had gangrel beal yeah it's supposed to be bright red not like that dark looking splotch yeah, yeah. Ryder it looked was like, about to but, say Gang- Gangro was the bit dismissive, man. I, yeah, I was expecting. For me, yeah, that would have yeah. been nice. Yeah. That would have been great. I, I said the same thing during the, the hangout while I was watching, and I'm like, dude, they they just got Gangrel to, to like kind of raise up behind him too. That oh man, the crowd probably would have gone even more crazy if they could. I don't know. The crowd really loved it. And to me, this was like. This was dream match, dream booking, dream everything territory for me. Seth Rollins, he's my favorite wrestler. Yep. And, and, and the brood was like everything. When it was going on, it was everything for me. I was like, dude, I can't wait for them to come out. and Come out of the stage, dude. Spit the blood, man. Spit the blood. I was just so hyped for this. And, and it was almost like a, like a euphoric feeling. I, I felt like that old school feeling again that I used to have when the brood would be out there when when edge christian gangrel when it all come out i had that old school feeling as soon as i heard the beat as soon as i saw him raising out of the flames i'm like they really did this you yeah. did this you really did this i can't believe it and then he's fighting seth rollins and i'm like dude, this is dream match ter- territory for me and i i loved it dude i th- and i agree with you i think this is the best that edge has looked 
And and I give a lot of that to him, and I give a lot of that to Seth. Both of them just they tuned it. They tuned it up, man. It was great. Who's who's next on your wish list of edge to face before his time is up? Who are you guys uh, gonna see? Um that would be a dream match. <laughs> That's tough. Um, DB's already, I'd say maybe AJ Styles. Um, I'd also say, gosh, I'd like to see him. To me, the Seth thing was like the apex. It was like when I when I got my dream match of, of Goldberg's uh, smashing, uh, smashing Brock Lesnar in like 15 seconds. That I got that. So I, like my list is over with, but I'd say maybe AJ. Yeah, AJ would probably be my choice. Edge AJ is the one in it. Maybe just because of the timings. Like when Edge was big, I remember AJ Styles being on like yeah. the other side was like the guy, non-WWE mm-hmm. guy that was flying. You know, and I think maybe it's the yeah. nostalgia part for me that wants to see them go at it before we don't get another chance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Edge looked good, 100%. Uh, title match times, right. How did we find Gold? Let's we'll start with Goldberg Lashley. I, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it. I actually thought Goldberg's stuff was looking far better than usual at the start. I, yeah, I, was I, mean, like, I agree with wait, that. Wait, what's this? What, Goldberg's actually... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with the, the, the naysayers and such. He, I think, especially with his son out there now uh, now looking like he's, he's going to start trying to do this stuff. Um, he's he's bigger. He's obviously bigger. He's he's actually filling out a little bit, and and getting involved in the wrestling ring. I think it it's it's a naysayer thing and also a pride thing. I don't think he wants to go out like that. Um, be, being a guy who's who's not known for turning in a match or two that's going to be talked about or, or you know just kind of showing showing his son what what he can do even more than before when his son was smaller. I think now it's is very important. Uh, to him, uh, so I think that might have something to do with it. I, I obviously haven't talked to him, but I just as a father, I think if you see your son trying to follow in your footsteps, it, I, to me that would light something under under me that would be like, dude, I really got to show him what's up. I gotta I gotta let him know that you know, dad, dad did it like this, and this is how you can do it, or you can do better than this. You show me, man. So I think there's there's a lot of motivation there, and, and I think that's why this match might have been a better match because Bobby Lashley's not a better worker than some of the people he's wrestled before. But so so it's like I can't put it on just Bobby being good and leading the match. So I think a lot of it had to do with Goldberg just being motivated. Hmm. And yeah. uh, and it looks like they're gonna they're gonna keep a storyline going with it maybe because of uh, you know his his well, son getting getting put in the hurt lock. I'm guessing that the the second and. This will be the last match. Oh, he's got one more year in Goldberg. He's two matches a year. I'm guessing Crown Jewel is going to be a rematch. Maybe, yeah. And maybe that's that's also why he wanted to turn in a little better match here, is because he knows that it's not it's not as a it's not as much of a one off as his normal appearance. This has actually got continuation to it. That's what I'm thinking. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was good. As I say, probably best I've seen Goldberg in a very, very, very long time. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the big one, Roman Reigns. John Cena. Uh, it was funny. I, after, I, only, I, you know, I was pretty sure Roman was going to win um, until, obviously, Ric Flair left. 
and then I thought maybe will they be pissed that you know could they could they could it be Cena? Um, but no. What what did you make of the of the match though? I mean, Cena can still bring it. To be fair, like he he didn't miss a beat, did he? This is yeah. all telling a story. You think so? Yep, and I'm gonna. I'll tell you the whole story once we get done with it. No, come on, okay. tell me. T- hit it up. Come on, Jim. Right. Don't hold so back. I, I was doing. We know at the end, Brock Lesnar came back. Yeah, yeah, of course. He teased a big stare down with him. I think come SmackDown, Paul Heyman's gonna get in the middle. He's gonna be like, "Hey, listen, Brock, you don't you you don't need this Roman title. Go <laughs> go go for the Raw title. Take take the go 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 fight Bobby Lashley. You're the bigger monster. Take that title." That way he gets a champion on both. But what he doesn't realize is, oh shit, Survivor Series is coming up. My dudes gotta fight each other anyway. So you mm. get the Rome, you'll you'll get your your Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match eighty eight or whatever. I think Roman I think Roman will go over on that. Brock will, you know, probably do his thing on Raw with whoever. I think eventually it's gonna lead to Brock Lesnar being or Roman Reigns being like, okay, now I've beaten you know, I've beaten Brock Lesnar. I've beaten John Cena. I've beaten freaking Edge. I've beaten Bray. Well, he's not going to say Bray Wyatt, but like, I've beaten all these dudes. They ain't nobody left. Cue the Rocks music. Rocks going to be like, uh-uh. Slow your roll. I'm the head of the table, Jabroni. And boom, kicks off for Mania. Wow. Well, it's simple. Uh, it's pack up. No need to watch wrestling. Gio's got us covered. <laughs> man. The story. It's it's literally the story of Roman Reigns is running through every generation's top dog. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I can I like, dig I like it. it. Yeah, I can dig it too. How pleased would you to see Brock Lesnar back? Like Well, okay, so when it comes to, to Cena and Roman Reigns match, uh, Cena, he's lost a lot of size by going to uh, Hollywood, so it, it looked a little, proportionately, like Roman it just had it, had his number, um, like like physically. Um, it looked almost kind of like, Cena's not a small guy, but it looked kind of like a David and Goliath thing, like Roman just really was that guy, the, the tribal chief, man. It looked, looked like, a, like a boss fight in a video game or something. Um, and <laughs> he looked like lockdown version of Brock Lesnar to me. <laughs> it's like a oh, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about Cena. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, but but both, uh, both of them could, could be said about, yeah, both of them, I could say the same thing, yeah. Um, but with with Cena, it he he told a good story with like the desperation and also the uh. So bringing Rusty would expect to be there. He found a way to like tell a story around that and make it make sense, which is just he's so genius with with the way he does stuff, man. He, he's he's a genius in the business. The guy's super smart in in, in everyday life. Um, I liked his desperation, how he kept trying to get the roll up, how he kept trying to you know wiggle his way into getting this win without having to be the the better wrestler in in that moment. Um, just building the frustration in in uh, in Roman and trying to take advantage of it. So that match, I felt like they told such a great story, and it made me it made me look at the match as a story instead of just oh man, Cena's about to get punched. Oh, here comes the Superman punch. Um, so I I like the match. Um, 
But when yeah, you when you, you ask me about feel like Cena somehow managed to put a little bit of doubt just right in the back. I think you always yeah. thought Roman was right in the back. Though you're like, could they know? <laughs> like, even though yeah. we know he's off on a movie like this, but literally now, <laughs> but still in the back of the yeah. head, you're like. Well, Lesnar did it part time. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to make it like a thing, and that's Cena that's done that. Like Cena alone yeah. has done. That. I thought they, I thought they did well with the match. I didn't, I didn't dislike the match. I, I liked the outcome. I'm glad it, it's like what Rhino was saying earlier. I think that uh, him breaking Ric Flair's record might actually hurt John Cena's uh, legacy more than help it, uh, because because then he's that guy who who, who seems so corporately created. Uh, and and just so shoved in our faces that that would just accentuate that to the point where it, it would almost just deflate his whole career at that point. It's like, dang, man, yeah, so they made you. Like, that's it. Uh, I think it would take away from the, the brilliant moments that he's had as a wrestler would get demeaned by by breaking that record. So I'm glad at the outcome that they gave us here. I don't think Roman needs to be losing that title. And I like, I like uh, uh, Geo's plan. Uh, bringing the Rock through. I'm not sure about Brock switching over to the other the other show or anything, but I do like the that the Rock could be like the final the final boss for the for the Tribal Chief. Final boss. I mean, the thing they got to somehow build the Brock Lesnar and Lashley for Mania scenario. Yeah, they could just have they could have Brock. Both. They could have Brock beat uh, beat Roman, get the Universal Title, and then they they first fight at Survivor Series. And then have it have it be like a kind of messy finish to where there's not a, a guaranteed like there's not like a, a an actual winner like it's it's kind of, it's kind of dusty or weird and then so people want to see the rematch at media. Don't forget, there's a Big E wild card in amongst all this. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Don't be sleeping on Big E because like it's this push for him that when it comes, it's been coming for a long, long time. You know, Big yeah. E has always been mentioned when you look back in history, like Vince originally wanted Big E in the Roman push when, you know, he did all through that. Like Big E was the original man. You know, like Big E's moment mm. has been coming a long, long time. And I think, yeah. you know, I do think when he cashes in, he wins whoever he cashes in on. It'll be interesting to see his dynamic in all this because, yeah, you would assume WrestleMania, we're going to get Lashley, uh, Brock and Rock Roman. Like you would. Mm. Who do you think it would hurt more, Brock Lesnar, who's essentially a part-timer to get cashed in on, or Roman Reigns, who's, you know, Fox's and SmackDown's top dog? Yeah, true. Um, well, I, I think it would hurt Roman more, um, but, I also, but I also think Roman's going to be on the show more, so you could build a story off of that, and, and having Big E as the champion with, with uh would be something you could continuously tell a story. If, if he catches in on Brock, then wins the title from Brock, I, I guess he, he could go away and then Roman could just try to, to get it back. For, so you could still kind of tell a story there, but the, the cash-in wouldn't be the, the main crux of the story. So you'd have to tell some other story there. I, I think you kind of you lose something if you do it to Brock. You lose, you lose the kind of like... The story of, of Biggie cashing in in the first place would be lost if Brock just goes away again after he gets cashed in on. Right, before we move on, quick round of room out of 10, SummerSlam for you. Agree? Hmm. I gave it, uh, what did I, I think I gave it like a 7.8 or 7.9 out of 10, like, like a, like a 80%. Yeah, right, right now. 
I gave it a 6.9. 6.9. Good bet. <laughs> I gave it a 6.9. <laughs> Do you, have- you know, I liked it. I liked it, but there's some other stuff that I like too. I gave it a 6.9. <laughs> I give it like a solid 7 due to, you know, the fan interaction with the returns and everything. Yeah, I like I like it when I'm I don't know about a return. Like you always I, I, kind of I, thought about Lynch, but Lesnar, I had no clue. Lesnar was a surprise. I, I did that. WWE was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys got one return, we're gonna have like three. But can you, can you imagine the money that Lesnar and Punk have made doing like you know like those two know the position of power they have? Can you imagine the money that those two have made over this yeah. weekend? Oh dear! Well, they said that Woo. they just said that SummerSlam was the like the, the most profitable SummerSlam they've ever had this year. So that that Brock paying Brock is going to be a little easier this year. And then so normally that would be the end of the weekend, but hell no. NXT TakeOver was on Sunday too, and what potentially is the last, I hear, of TakeOvers like this for whatever changes they're making. And I already know it's gone back to taping shows, which I hate, because, you know, you always, as much as you try and avoid social media, you can't always. Um, But NXT TakeOver was on Sunday. Oh, TakeOvers, man. They just keep... They just keep raising that bar with a couple of matches in there. Obviously, yeah. the main talking point: Walter versus Djokovic. I mean, <laughs> have you ever seen anything like that? Right. Telling you, these NXT UK championship matches never cease to be a bad match. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, of, it's funny. I saw a guy on Twitter put, he's only seen Walter fight five times. And two of them, two of his matches are in his all-time top five. <laughs> oh, dang. Look at all the title matches that have been on a, on a takeover for that title. You had Dunn and Tyler Bate, which tore the house down. Yeah. You had Dunn and who tore the house down. And you got Walter and Dragon. Like, it's and no Walter matter. And Bate, to be fair, was very, very good as well. Well, that's it. Like, these UK takeover, or, you know, these UK title takeover matches are always five-star matches. Yeah, they, they did a great job with that. The, the Walter and Dragunov match, to me, uh, gosh, man, it just deserved to be a title match. Like, they, that's, this is one of those things where I was talking about it earlier, where if you just have a title and you just trade it back and forth between a very small group of people, sometimes it can take away the, uh, like, the special feeling and, and kind of demean the whole reason that you have a title in the first place. This was a match that deserved a title. Like the match itself should have won the title. Like it, it deserved it. It, it. it reached that echelon where it's it's like if this wasn't for the title, why like why would we even be watching this? They just they killed. I said it, I said it last week. Is the UK title being these long reigns and not having that many like turnovers yeah. makes that title really really a good bar to step to because it's like you know you hold that title for a year a year and a half two years and you you build it up like it's it's built it's got a prestige to it and it's not it doesn't really shouldn't have that much prestige for being what's essentially a a seat belt on 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 the other brand yeah And that's what, what I'm saying. Like they, now, though, do you think Walter sticks around? Do you think he's NXT main roster? Do you think we see Walter more now in the US? I think they have a third match. 
Oh, you think they go again? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I yeah. think they go again. They'll go again. They'll but go again. I, I don't know. After that, then maybe. But I, after that, maybe main roster. But it's just he's been such an installed champion of NXT UK. It's almost like I can't see him anywhere else right now. There's just you know, there's certain people you can see, dude. I can't wait to see this guy on the main roster. Or I can't wait to see this guy at WrestleMania. There's certain people you can just see there. To me, I just can't visualize him anywhere else. I, just, I don't know what it is. There's just this the block is, like, there. Is Walter a star because he only has to put on these bangers like once a year? You know what I mean? Like he puts, yeah. well, he puts on one great match every six months. Can he do it? Can you imagine him? He couldn't maintain this level week in, week out. You can't no. imagine that he, you know anyone could. Not because he's not very good, but physically mentally you can't physically you know. and also like how are you going to maintain this when when i i guarantee you the roster would not be able to do the dragon off you know like who's going to be on the opposite end of that right now yeah exactly because those two know how to beat the hell out yeah of so it's like it's it's not sustainable physically and it's just not sustainable roster wise I and mean, besides uh you know somebody like tomaso or, or thatcher like these guys who are just going to throw caution to the wind and, and just really go um he's gonna run out of people to, to chop after a while um so i what i think about maybe walter going to the main roster but bringing imperium with him i think that that could be a, a good heel group but i don't see the crowd reacting to it so i i don't i just don't i don't think it i don't think it's gonna happen fair, fair. um obviously big one of the big matches uh pretty big carla riley adam cole uh, two out of three falls. Uh, with, with the original match choices wait, of okay, one of my so favorite wait, matches, which was Austin Triple H, two out of three falls, but one of my favorites ever. That one, um, and it was the same layout traditional match, street fight, and cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly got the wind. I was a bit shocked how short it was, but it is what it is. Do you think the main thing, do you think that was the end of Adam Cole? And I, I know I know Ryan loved that Cole, so I'm gonna let him answer first. No, I think it is. I think it is the end of Adam uh, of Adam Cole in NXT and WWE. I was thinking about you know I don't know what are they boyfriend or girlfriend or married? Him and Britt Baker, um, they have a relationship together. Yeah. And uh, you know personally, I mean, like just when you think about life, real life, like outside of the characters and outside of the wrestling, real life. Man, it seems like they have a great relationship with each other. They look like best friends when they when they post videos together and whatnot. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to be with that? Why wouldn't you want that for yourself as much as possible? For them to be able to live together and be on the road together, I think that's the best decision for him to make. In all honesty, I think he the Adam Cole brand will, uh, I think, go further in AEW than it did in NXT. I think Adam Cole is a star. And he could be a huge star for AEW because nobody works the crowd and that microphone in AEW the way Adam Cole does. For him to be, uh, join up with them, man, I would say this. No, uh, you got you got a few people that can kill that mic on uh, in AEW, but the way that Adam Cole does it with this swag, man, it would really just be a huge plus for AEW, and I think it would be a huge plus for Adam Cole. Yeah. I agree with every, everything you just said, man. The, the real life really takes precedence over the rest of this. And it's not like this guy hasn't been, he's been booked as, I'd say he's the best booked guy on the market. Um, 
Period. Yeah. Besides, besides Roman, like NXT made this dude a king. They they yeah. made him. They surrounded him with the king's court that was taking all the gold. He got all the gold. The guy had just incredible matches, incredible feuds. Like he's he's done it all in NXT, and it's like you go to the main roster and just roll the dice and like what you know hope hope that you're that the crowd reacts to you the same way that they did in NXT that you're still beloved and all that or you can go somewhere where you know it's it's going to happen for you you know you're going to look like a star even even if you don't have as much time to yourself on, on the shows like you got your girl right there you know you got you got you got your other what's probably his other half uh, they look really happy together um i just i just think that that was the end especially because the match wasn't that great um, I, that's, that's one of the things that uh, is tough about these takeovers, and it's it's tough uh, being someone like an Adam Cole. It's like after you've turned in so many good matches, a match like this would be would be a stellar match for anybody else. But for us, we're kind of like it, uh, Derry said it, and I'm going to say it. It was short, and, and it just it was a little underwhelming when it comes to a a takeover match, especially a, a two out of three falls match. Uh, it looked like they both kind of went down easy. Uh, for the pins, and uh, I just I think it was it was so far. And if if they were gonna come back, uh, pro- he probably would have turned in a little bit better of a of a match there. I think it's I think it's done. Yeah, I felt. See, I actually thought that you know maybe he was gonna stay until I saw the match, and I'm just like, yeah, that felt like get in, get it done, and be on your way. Yeah kind of ending for me you know like the end the, the kendo stick was right there and he's tapping out he almost tapped out on it you know <laughs> and, it was, yeah, and i'm like come it. on after everything that those two had been through for yeah. it to be 25 minutes we saw the whole two out of three falls i yeah. don't know i, I, and, I do appreciate the... that there are other matches that maybe gone on too long but this yeah. just felt like just go and finish and patch yeah, there's a sweet, there's a, there's a sweet spot there. There's a sweet spot between too long, too short, of course. Um, and but but the thing that really pushed me over the edge for for, for thinking that it's that he's going to go, uh, I might end up regretting this. But the thing that I just don't think Kyle O'Reilly's a very good actor, and the look on his face was like, oh man, it's so and he didn't he didn't look like he was happy about winning at all. He didn't look like he was. He, he didn't look like he had the excitement. It was like, oh, I've won, and now Adam's leaving. Like it, he's just not a great actor. So I can kind of see when some some wrestlers come out and they have the lose face. Like Naomi's not good at hiding her lose face. She she really she really plays it up. <laughs> I've, I've seen her lose face, and it, the the lose face for people who are listening and maybe don't, don't know. Um, lose face is when somebody comes out on the stage and you know they're supposed, they're doing their entrance and everything, but you can tell that the the happiness is just not quite there. The face is kind of it's sad. It's like oh, I'm gonna go out here and lose now. Uh, so Kyle O'Reilly is not a great actor, and I think it, he really told me more about Adam Cole leaving than anything else. I think so, but which is a shame. But the thing is that you have to look at it. Adam Cole is going to go down in NXT history. Where yeah. where would you go next? Is the main roster risk? Is there somewhere? What are you going to do on SmackDown? Nakamura, Icy Tail. Are you really the guy to beat Reigns? Do you believe that they're going to believe in you to beat Reigns? Raw is just such a mess. <laughs> Who does he fight on Raw? You know, it, from an Adam Cole point of view, yes, okay. I'm sure money does play a part in it. But yeah, I think AEW, I just feel like 
for him, it's probably the logical. There are some people yeah. I, I don't want to see go there, but I think for Adam Cole, it's it's right. And I think that'd be huge for them again. If they are getting Bray, like it says, and then they get Adam Cole, the roster they're going to have end of year is going to be mad. So yes. it'll be interesting with their contract seasons coming up and for the first time, you know, it will be interesting. It um, will be. Yeah. So, and then the main event, Karrion Cross, Samoa Joe. I think we all knew how this was going to go. Uh, and it was pretty good, mostly fine. Um, I worry about Cross. I'm I'm worried for Cross future. I think I don't think yes. Raw has <laughs> gone very well for him, and then to lose, drop the title clean. His future is wearing a janky looking mask. Yeah, and they really pushed that merch as well, isn't it? Like to sell, it's really uh, put it all over the store and stuff. Ready. Like, so it's really? It's a that. thing. It's a thing. Yeah, they're gonna push it quite hard from what I was reading today. Um, <laughs> I think well. the chance at the start of the match of We Want Scarlet and the Jeff Hardy chance tell you what's happening with Cross right now. How do you? What do you think next? I mean, first of all, congratulations to Joe. I think it's a great turnaround. I'm very very pleased um, to see him back. Uh, he looked way out of shape. Not gonna lie, he looked like he had lost a lot of puff. Um, Joe is this year's Drake Maverick. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> just think of it. Last year it was Drake Maverick, who everybody was like, He shouldn't have gotten fired. Get him his contract back. That was this year's Joe. <laughs> um, contract on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get it done. And get Vince out there to set it up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you know what I want to see though? Here you go. Next, they're putting in this new era of NXT. Have the guy that wins, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Have the guy that wins the breakout tournament beat Joe for the title. Have him take it straight away. Usher in a new era. You know? Why why not? Yeah. If they're going to go with this new NXT, no guys in the 30s, no none of this. It's funny. They made all that statement and yet Joe just becomes their champion. It's funny, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the timing. I don't, I don't want to give away too much, but but by reading things, it looks like they're really gonna go with going uh, Joe and Peter Dunn. Which honestly, how is that a big dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why I don't I don't really read too much into it because I I know what I'm sure Vince. Uh, and everybody up, you know, doing the main roster stuff, I'm sure they, they've had ideas about what to do with NXT, and they probably have, have said things, but it's it's been molded and changed so many times. NXT has not been the same entity for, for a long period of time, pretty much ever. Uh, since since its inception, NXT has gone through so many changes, so I'm not reading too much into the, oh, we're going to do nothing but big guys and main eventers. I'm not reading into that stuff, because the, pr- the proof is in the pudding, and they've changed it so many times. Yeah, the only thing I see for a change of NXT is that they seem to be going more with a ground and pound and submission grapple type style lately. Guys that they've been pushing are these tough as nails dudes who can put you in a submission. Yeah, that's true. Uh, And and I like that because, uh, to be honest, uh, a lot of wrestling has become kind of... uh, I would say it's it's like a routine. Like people are getting their stuff in. It doesn't. There's a lot. A lot of today's wrestling to me doesn't look like two people trying to fight each other. It looks like it looks like two people trying to get their stuff in. 
uh, let me do my moves. Let me do what I do. Here, here. I didn't, it, the match isn't over yet because I didn't get my stuff in. Um, it doesn't, to me, a lot of wrestling doesn't look like two people who are in a, in a clash to actually beat each other up or win a match. Like, it's like they're fighting to have a fight instead of fighting to win. Um, and I, I don't get that feeling that there are two people in the ring who really don't like each other or don't, or, or who don't want to lose. Um, and so I like NXT going in that direction because that feisty uh, ground and pound stuff that you're, that, uh, that you're talking about, Geo, that stuff actually breeds those type of results in me. I actually get more excited when I see somebody like Tommaso Ciampa out there doing his stuff because he sells it real. Uh, Thatcher sells it real. Uh, Oni Lorcan sells it real. The, all, pretty much everybody in Imperium. It, it, there are people out there, uh, even MSK, they, they fight like they want to win a match. And, and that's exciting. But a lot of wrestling has become very uh, by the books and it looks like a routine. So I'm glad that NXT might be going in more of a, a, a realistic I just direction. look at who, who they're pushing as contender type people. You got yeah. Samoa Joe as a champion, Pete Dunne as a challenger, you got Kashida as a champion, you got O'Reilly, I guess O'Reilly or Strong, whichever one it is that's in Diamond Diamond. Yeah, Murray. and O'Reilly. Oh, Riley's been working rough too, man. Have you seen the way he's been laying stuff in? This guy looks like he's trying to hurt people, and and to me, that's what I, that's what it needs more of. That's what wrestling needs. O'Reilly's one in Diamond Mine, right? Or is it strong? Strong. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like it seems like the challengers and the competitors, all these dudes that are all about submissions and ground and pound. Yeah. That's I mean, they got they got some guys out there. I mean, Rich Holland looks pretty good. I can imagine like he ticks he ticks all the boxes of what NXT <laughs> is meant to be in the future. But I don't again, I don't really listen to too much of what I read and hear now since the Keith Lee video, when you know everyone had clearly got that so very wrong, you know, yep. like all the things and that, that that's what I that's why Keith I always Lee wait trademark and they don't know how yeah, to book me a yim, and I'm like, and then you hear it, and it's like the dude was actually dying. It's the one thing I like about Gritty's is when we all go and roll, you know, we'll watch a Monday night we're on something in his stream. He'll sit there and he'll tell you like, I don't want to hear about the dirt sheets. I don't want to hear about any spoilers. Let this, let it play out. Yeah, especially because, because a lot of times, like like you were just saying, it turns out to be false, and then people end up just looking like just. You know, Abel's after the fact. It's like, boy, so, so what? It was Vince didn't like him. Vince didn't like uh, Keith Lee's body. Oh, he wasn't good enough. He needed to train. That's why he's off TV. Oh, his his theme music. Oh, you know, like there, there's so many rumors that people spit around, and then it turns out the guy had like a, his heart was enlarged, and he had to be out. Like it just makes you look stupid for listening to stuff like that or, or parroting it. It makes it, and then it, it, there's there's been so many times, like with uh, uh, Selena Vega, she called out Dave Meltzer for for speaking untruth. Uh, uh, Charlotte, she called out Dave Meltzer for speaking untruth, and this is like the king of dirt sheets uh, getting called out. So it's like, how are you going to look when you when you say something like that, and then it turns out the person was really sick, or somebody that they love was really sick in the hospital, and they, they didn't want to put their business out there. And and now you got people, and, and you're saying something like, "Oh, it's just because he's fat." It's like, what? Uh, you're not sounding too cool after after the stuff comes out. So I I try to steer clear of that stuff or talking about it too much. I do now. Yeah, I do now. I do now. 
But yeah, no, that was that was the weekend. It's crazy, huh? Crazy. It is crazy. And and with like, Samoa Joe after as the a week NXT. of like not enjoying it to then like I went to bed Sunday after takeover and I was like, actually, I I feel good. I feel good that I'm a wrestling fan. I feel lucky. I feel blessed yeah. because like it's only like this do you get that kind of emotion and that kind of hype. You know, I I, I was into some of the matches. A few surprised me. There's plenty of talking points. You know, there's frustrations. It's what you want from, like, sports entertainment, in it? Like, this is what I'm trying to explain to someone. There has to be the frustration. There has to be parts of it. That's what makes sports what it is. You don't want it perfect because you need that talking point. You know, you need that that emotion. You need the frustration of it. And, you know, there are some of it that we've obviously touched on today that brings that out. Exactly. And, and it's like, the, even last time I was on the podcast, we talked about that um what is it like our artificial uh artificially uh bringing shortcomings into your product as a as an entertainment it can can bring people to talk about what you're doing more than just doing it straight down straight straight down the line and playing it straight um artificially doing something that you know is going to cause people to talk especially in the way that today uh, the way that people talk today, the negativity uh, actually does sell because people talk about the negatives more than the positives sometimes, especially on social media. So if you want to get clicks and, and hashtags and all this stuff, if you have a, a controversy in the middle of a great show, that's going to people are going to be talking about the great show and they're going to be talking about the controversy. So even the people who don't like your show are going to be tweeting about your show. So you're bringing, like, it's it's smart to do something like what they did to Bianca Belair or what they did to Kofi Kingston because it makes people talk maybe more than if it would have been a, an okay match, you know? Yeah, I, Bianca, I could maybe understand what they're trying to do. Kofi was unnecessary. Kofi, it, was, it was unnecessary there's, 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 Kofi was unnecessary, and when Triple H beat Booker T at WrestleMania, I felt like that was unnecessary. That one yeah, well, it will probably stick with me forever. I was mad at that. Yeah, one. but that's Booker T that's needed that at that moment. They got that one so wrong, you know. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that that's that's a different era. What what I'm saying is like the Kofi thing. It got people talking more than if Kofi would have just had a good match and lost. You know, so it's like you you still get people the same result you were going for. It may hurt the people who are watching the show, but it got so many people talking so much more than if they would have just turned in an okay match and Kofi would have got beat. So it's like, it's, it's two different eras. And this era, what I'm saying is that the people behind the scenes who are running all the numbers and statistics and the graphs, like they can see that that controversy creates interest to the point where it's, it's worth, it's worth getting, it's worth Kofi getting squashed to them. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying to them, it's worth the clicks. It's worth the hashtags. It's worth getting people to talk because if they if they just have a good match, those people don't talk as much. Well, I guess it's time we get to the you know the the, the ending segment here where I review a pay per view and then. Yep. Speaking of since, errors, you've got to go back in time, on, huh? <laughs> since we have guests, me, me and Derry have both discussed this. Yeah. You and Ryan will both. I'm done reviewing this. You guys will both be giving us a show from WCW or WWE to yep. review next. So Derek gets to yeah. me. I get to do it for the first time. So yeah, we're gonna get for one old okay. pay-per-view from each of you. Okay. Oh, damn. 
this week, Gio had Survivor Series 1991. 1991, you got that card. Oh, boy. Yep, let's get the card up one second and we will. The card is amazing, though. It's proper, you know. <laughs> right, 91. Let me click here. Survivor Series. There we go. Oh, I just seen the main event. In there. Right. So it started with a traditional four on four. Ric Flair, the Mountie. No, this it, is started, it started with a recap explaining why we're not oh. getting Monster Man tonight. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> his arm off. Because the snake thing went it at the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the snake, dude. <laughs> you know, I forgot how like traumatizing this would have been for a child. Yeah, yeah it's all latched on. It's just, it looks like it's trying to like suck his blood. <laughs> yeah, that was that yeah, because he was so like Sid Justice was originally meant to join, but he was injured, and then Macho Man was meant to join. Wasn't that right or something? Oh, it's crazy. They, they had to find a way to get him reinstated again because he had lost his his career at Mania to uh, Warrior. Wow! Wow! But it did start Ric Flair, Mounty, Ted DiBiase, and the Warlord, each with their managers as well. So that must have been carnage. Mr. <laughs> Perfect, Jimmy Hart, Sensational Sherry, and Harvey Whippleman. They took on Rowdy Roddy Piper, Brett the Hitman Hart, Virgil, see, be no bad talking, Virgil, the best in the world, and the <laughs> British Bulldog. How did that Don't one go? It. That's our way to start it. There's some talent on there, isn't there? <laughs> it was because it was their way of like, this is Ric Flair's first pay-per-view in the WWF. And they really, really pushed the chicken shit heel type gimmick because everybody was brawling. And then he somehow gets in the ring and they were like, look, the announcer gets on the ring and was like, everybody has been disqualified except for the man in the ring, Ric Flair. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a chicken shit thing because it was like, come on, he barely did anything to win this thing by himself. Oh, wow. Um, second up, Sergeant Slaughter, Jim Duggan, Texas Tornado. Wow, oh, rest in peace. I was very sad at that one. I like Texas Tornado. And Tito Santana taking on Colonel Mustafa, the Berserker, Skinner. Yes, give me Skinner. I've been protesting to have Skinner in a 2K game forever. <laughs> I need Skinner and Hercules. Um, how did that one go out, Gio? Ah, it was your typical like cartoonish gimmick match. Let's let's be honest, Colonel Mustafa is just Iron Sheik. <laughs> he is Colonel Mustafa, man, legend. Love, love a bit of Colonel. Um, I was a big Hercules fan, though. By the way, I'm not gonna. When I was a kid, it was your typical like. Here's all these gimmicks match. Yeah, an alligator man, warlords, and. Corporal people and militants. It was all over. <laughs> that ended okay. with Carter and Duggan taking the win. USA all the way. <laughs> uh, then the WWF title match. Uh, Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. Wasn't this Taker's first title? Yes. And... Hogan took an insane tombstone on a chair. Like, 
it looked like if you didn't look at the right angle where you can see that he's a little bit off the ground, you would swear that Taker really did drop him on that chair. It was pretty close, wasn't it? And that's Ric Flair's yeah. interference, wasn't it? Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, solid match, though. Definitely put Taker in amongst everything, you know? I think it was at that point <laughs> when you realized that this is a, out of the this is a serious they dude. pushed him like as a zombie back then. Like, he got a one. Nobody barely ever kicks out, let alone he kicked out after a one count. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was booked hard. He was booked hard. Like, he was, he was very much the man at the moment. Um, then back to the four on fours. Tag team, tag teams versus tag teams. Nasty Boys and the Beverly Brothers took on the Rockers, which was coming to the end, wasn't it? This is the, towards the end of the Rockers. And okay. the so Bushwhackers. Love the Bushwhackers. Such a great team. The who? The, the Beverly Brothers were such a great oh, team. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get... What was his name? Bew and Blake, weren't it? That's who they were. Wayne Bloom and somebody yeah. else. Yeah, Beverly Brothers were very underrated. And just like the Nasty Boys, though. I loved the Nasty Boys. Like, I can't... I didn't want them to come back to TNA when they did, when they were, like, old and fat and messy. Uh, but I loved <laughs> them. Like, when I was a kid, Nasty Boys was, was the thing. Um... And then it finished with Big Boss Man and the Legion of Doom taking on Urban R. Shyster and the Natural Disasters. Love the Natural Disasters. Typhoon used to frighten the crap out of me. I'm not, I don't know why. I think it was just like that giant Sailor Man thing. You know what I mean? Like, it just was frightening. It's um, imposing, man. But yeah, quite a card. Really, really yeah, highly imposing guy. <laughs> it's, it's just... It's... It's funny. It's uh, if you'd watched like '92 wrestling, it was it was that kind of gimmicky place, yeah. you know. It was hard work, but it was fun, you know. Like, there's nothing wrong with any of their matches, but it was a bit gimmicky. Um, but yeah, all good. So that leaves you to tell us what we're watching next. So, who wants to go I first? I will go with uh, this. This is personally, it has one of my favorite matches, if not my favorite match on it. So I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be giving you, giving you a treat here. You probably have already seen it, but it's uh, Batch at the Beach '94. Uh, WCW Batch at the Beach '94, dude. Oh, um, I don't know if reviewed that. So. Oh, you have? No. Nope. No. Nope. Oh. No. Absolutely not. That's not been on the list. So Batch at the Beach '94. Rhino, it's all on you. I don't know if you guys have done this one. I feel like maybe you have. Um, but for me, I'm going to have to go with the WrestleMania 2000. No, we haven't no, done, that. done that either. No, we haven't done that, actually. That's, oh, my God. That was, that was a so great who's WrestleMania. Doing, who's doing which one here, Gary? Yeah, you guys can choose. Who's doing which one? Hmm. Let's see here. Uh, yeah. I kind of want to hear. I kind of want to hear um, Derry's take on Bash at the Beach. So cool. I'm gonna give it to you. Cool. Bash at the Beach is mine. Oh my god! I haven't done. I want to hear both of your takes. I wish you could feel his pain this week. Aren't I? I'm gonna feel his pain. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of. I wish you both could could 
give me a review on it. I'd love to hear both of your thoughts. I mean, maybe if we can find some time, maybe we can sit and watch you both together, Gio, if you wanted to try. Yeah, it's, it's only eight matches. I mean, we could try and find time this week, you know, if we wanted to. Well, we'll talk. If not, I would definitely do. Let me have a look at the card because I'm a little bit nervous. I'm looking at the card. Oh, no, it's okay. Man, we got Vader versus the Guardian Angel. <laughs> Give me some Guardian Angel. <laughs> yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah, I got that. Consider that done. Um, Mania 2000. I got a McMahon in every corner. Great. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That uh, that main event. I love that main event. It one of my favorite bits of commentary is at the end when Stephanie's up in his face and <laughs> the, Jim Ross goes, "Ah, oh, he." He's not going to really do it, King. And as he says that, she slaps him, and he's just like, oh, he might do something. And he rip bombs the hell out of her. It's just <laughs> epic. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah, epic. Right. Little catch up. What you guys got going on? What is happening? You, how do you feel? Obviously, we'll start with, with Rainer. How do you feel about the game not coming out till January? Uh, well, I think it's March. March, even. Yeah, no, no info till January, isn't it? This is our 2K ambassador, so he's got, he should have something to say. <laughs> well, um, I'm excited for it. I think that it coming out in March shows that they're committed to giving us a product that not only works, but is up to date and is fun and smooth to play. Um, they put in at this date, you know, a lot of people say it's been pushed back. I know it usually comes out in October, uh, November time, but there was never a date announced. There, so you can't push back a date if there was never a date to begin exactly. with my god exactly. so it's nice that we have a date that's great we got a little bit of a trailer another trailer i thought the visuals look great i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be well worth the wait i'm, I mean, I'm more so curious what's what do you think the dlc content's gonna be that's what i'm wondering do you think the reason for the delay is more to make sure of a good game or because of all the roster releases and changes that they've um i think really it's more so just to make sure it's a good game like just to make sure it's a solid game, just to make sure everything is in order, and again to make sure everything's up to date. So that's keeping up with the roster as well. But game's actually going to be representing the year that it's titled after. Yeah, yeah, that's well, yeah. Every yeah. other one, like it comes out the year before. Right. Yeah, I think that uh, it's. I went to school for game design. It's easier to take stuff out of a game than put it in it. So I don't. I don't think it's a delay based off of roster cuts, unless unless somebody got cut that was part of a, like a major story element or something where they they had all of the the story mapped out and 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 the choices that you make in the game, or you know maybe it's like a branching storyline and they had to somebody who got released was actually part of that. I don't think it's tough at all to, to take people out of the game the mania hype for me yeah yeah it's 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 coming out of the good time i believe um but the, the only issue that i have with it coming out in march is is because uh the only issue that i'm gonna have is it will be close to wrestlemania i'm not sure what day or what 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 month of doing mania it's gonna be close and so automatically you've been missing out on like the biggest stage of the year um and where's it gonna be at like dallas next year yeah, yep. Texas and yeah. Hollywood the year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just I mean, upset. It means I'm gonna spend more money on Madden Ultimate Team until March, basically. I'm not gonna have a distraction. That's what's gonna to happen to me. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's all it's all good, dude. It, it, a good game, a, 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 a 
finished game, when you release it, it's good forever. A bad game released is bad forever. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and they have to. There cannot be anything wrong with this one. Like, people are going to rip this game apart. Like, oh, for sure. content creators are going to are gonna dig hard to find issues, yeah. you know, because of what they had to work with before. Um, exactly. You know what? Out of the three people that are here, you three are probably the last remaining stragglers and survivors that have not given up on 2K20. Yeah. yeah, I don't give up on it. It's it's not even like a, a horrible game. It has its it has its uh its bugs, its its uh, glitches in the system. Um, but I I still stick with it because it overall is is a better game when it comes to the the uh, the matches. I feel. Um, yeah, you can put your that, sliders in the right place to put on some. Yeah. Serious AI and, versus AI content. You know? Yeah, and there there are matches that you just literally can't do in nineteen, where like the, the your tag partner won't break up pins. Uh, submissions are incredibly overpowered, um, and there's just certain certain matches in nineteen that just literally are are one sided. It's it's not David and Goliath. It's Goliath and nobody. It's literally <laughs> just you, you. It's over. Um, so, and I found that twenty has those situations, but they're 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 much. It's much smaller of a cross section of the game to where you can do more. Um, that that will be fair and and fun to watch instead of long winded and never ending. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm well, gonna so. I'm gonna keep fighting it. I'm gonna keep fighting. Uh, we found a pretty way, <laughs> a pretty good system to. We know now what it what it doesn't like, what it does. You know, I we've I yeah. found a place where, you know, you can make it work and you can still have some fun. But a lot of it is community guys, I think. Yeah, I'm sure you know Ryan's very big on. Um, it's a community thing. You can make the game work by you know by having that sort of interaction. You know, you yeah. can still be having some fun. You know, its limitations. You learn its limitations. You can still have some fun with it. I think you know. Exactly. I mean, with the right people. Ryan is. Structured for like the fifty fifth time, and it's just every time he does it, it just it works. <laughs> I'm the luckiest son of a biscuit on this planet. I tell you what, <laughs> we're on like we we're on like rebrand fifty five, buddy. <laughs> Keeping up with those NXT takeovers, man. Every we switch up after every NXT takeover. Oh man, we're we're wow. going like more back to. It's not true. I'm just I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> So what have you guys got come planning up as we wrap this up? What's what's the future for you two, content-wise? What you got coming up? Any plans? Any spoilers? Or are you just gonna keep doing your thing, keeping everyone smiling, listening to me and Geo every week? You know, I know. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> Right. For me, uh, I just plan on working with more people and being more social. I think throughout my time on Twitch, I've been uh, pretty anti-social. I was, you know, running a studio at one point, so I was pretty hands-on with that. And I would get on Twitch with the time that I had available. And I wasn't really thinking about the whole aspect of Twitch and working with other people and being a part of their communities. And because for the most part, all of my time on Twitch is broadcasting and streaming. Re very rarely am I the viewer, but I want to make more time to be a viewer, be, uh, make more time to join people's communities and just be a part of their content, like be a part of their show and their their engagement with their community without um 
without it having to be like a deal like oh if i do this for you you do this for me i just yeah. want to be a part of the show you know like, i want to be a part of the crowd like, and support as a creator you sometimes do you have like a fear that you go in and people think that's what you're doing like sometimes i feel it like i literally have a few minutes i try and pass through because like everyone's live at the same time and i try and say hi and a quick catch up and then i leave and i think damn do they think i've just got in there to like say hey it's me do you ever get that vibe or do you think that's just like a mental block to try and you know prevent you from watching as much you know like trying to be a viewer more you know um i like 50 yeah the cat's gritty yeah it's it the thing with that is uh it it, it depends on how you how you're gonna go about it if you're stopping by for a few seconds everybody's busy man if you're gonna do it just just do it you know um that's it, it how do i put it it's the way you come in and interact i think that that is going to be more telling to somebody if it's if you're trying to just promote yourself or get over in somebody else's stream um i think the way you do it is more important than than just than being there for a long time or or you know uh, being in the chat for an hour or something when you only got five minutes uh, I'd say just do it, man. Don't don't let yeah, that mental I mean, block I, get I in do. the way. I do. I always try and say hi, or I just throw up a lurk and try and catch as much as I can. It's just you know, it's, I I miss yeah. sometimes being a viewer. It's the one regret, I hear one it. bit that I wish someone had told me when I started streaming was how much, how little I could watch after. You know what I mean? That's that's the bit. That's the yeah. Thing. yeah it transitions. It transitions oh. you. I used to watch Twitch so much, dude. But then once I started streaming, it's like I I have, I have a little bit of time to watch. Uh, and sometimes I'll just put it on in the background or something while I'm working on things. But I I understand what you're saying, and it, it is a it is a balance. But I'd say any support is good. So if you support people, if you you shoot a message in there, then that's that's all good, man. As long as you're not like, hey guys, I'm live now or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to lurk because I'm gonna go stream myself. That's the one I have. Yeah, I'm yeah, I know when people do that, I'm like, oh, yeah, when people do that, I'm like, oh, really? You're going okay? <laughs> I see you. But what yeah, I, I learning. On... Oh, good. Um, uh, I was just gonna say, I think uh, you made a great point there. Learning the uh, etiquette of Twitch and making that transition from viewer to streamer i think there's a lot of things that uh, a lot a lot of people they don't realize that what they're doing is rude they just, mm -hmm. they they're so excited about hey yeah. hey gritty i'm about to start streaming too i'm about to go i'm about to go live but you that's where you know gritty's saying you got to spank their ass man and let yeah. them know that's what hey, i tell them I, that's what i tell everybody i tell everybody um you know, if you're going to do that, you need to like, talk to me first, because then we can make it something. We, we can make it fun. I could I could be like, hey, I just heard this guy starting streaming. So you guys check him out. Like we can it can be. Uh, and that's it, more it genuine. Have to be abrasive. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be abrasive. But that's why I ask people, like, if you're going to advertise, you got to talk to me first, because if you don't, it's it, you're already on some thin ice with me because I just don't. I'm not dealing with it, man. There's way too many people who do it in a shysty way that I just I don't know what your intentions are. So just follow the rules. And I think yeah. it's, it's like it's like uh, that Rhino said. That, you know, collaborations are a very natural step. I think more so than maybe I realized. Like some collaborations on Twitch and some connections and you know communities meeting and stuff is is a big deal actually at a certain level. I think you reach a point where you know it's right. Maybe some more collaboration and working together with some other people, put out as good a content as you can. I think is is sometimes a really good move. You know and. To be polite first, yeah. did it? You're not going to get nowhere if you go in and say it. I, the ones that I get are the ones that like, oh, I'm exactly. thinking of starting exactly. streaming. You've got tips, and you're like, come on, dude. Like, 
just give it a rest. I, I just, yeah, I get a bit over it sometimes, but it is what it is. Um, right. Yeah. All right, man. We're two, on the... two hours. <laughs> yeah. We're on Ooh, good episode. for us. Though. One zero zero next week. Yes. Oh, so nice. next week is episode a hundred. I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe it. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. It's been awesome. Epic. That's epic. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of, it seems to come up really fast, and I really do appreciate you guys taking two hours out of your day to come and help us celebrate that. We got two. I'm not going to spoil it. You're going to have to wait and see. We got we got some guests coming next week, and then um, um, we've also got a guest for 101. So it's been it's been. I was about to say, and then 101, we're winding back to time. Yeah. So the guy that I first ever did this with. Uh, he lasted like I don't know three four episodes. I think it was well, the first draft, um, and he quit pretty much. And then Geo come in. He's agreed to come back to do a hundred and one. So we go do it like a hundred episodes oh, later. Nice. Yeah, so it's really cool that he agreed to do it because I thought maybe it's a good touch. He did episode one with me. Let's get him on for a hundred and one. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, awesome. But it's been great, and what a what a great what a great pair to have on with all the stuff that's going yeah, on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, all the random countries that have downloaded our podcast. Yeah, man. Over the last hundred episodes, we've been big in Belgium for a bit, Iran. You know, wow. uh, Iran seems to be pretty steady. I don't know what what it is. I reckon Gio's got the the tone for the Iran guys. That's what I reckon it is. <laughs> the New York twang for the Iranians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, but guys, make sure you check out Rado JB. Make sure you t- check out Gritty. We will post all their links in the tweet. That you would have clicked this on. Uh, they're they're great people. Really, 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 really genuine. You don't watch their stream, and you know some streams you you feel like people are putting on a show. You watch these guys, and you actually feel like you're chatting with these guys if you were in real life. So that's what I can say from watching them. Been that's an honor. I'm going. Ryan, Ryan was one of those real dudes. Yeah, no, that's Same what it feels like. Sam gritty. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it feels like. You actually feel like well, how you're talking to you in stream is how you would talk to us and then you in, in real life. That's how I can say from watching both of you guys. Yeah, streams, I, you know? I do way too much streaming to put on a show, man. It would be <laughs> yeah, exhausting. Yeah, Trust yeah. me. I'm... Exactly. I wake up and you're still alive. I go to sleep sometimes because <laughs> of the time zone and you're just starting. And I think, damn, he's just starting. I wake up, you're just finishing. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Man's like been, said, up, been going all night. <laughs> for sure. And then, you know, I'm lucky, I'm lucky I have Dudley too. He's, he keeps me up. Sweet. Dudley's the man. Dudley the man. And I think on that note, the love for Dudley, that's where we end. <laughs> the love for Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. The love for Dudley. Hashtag. Yeah. Dudley shout outs, baby. There you go. Guys, thanks He's again. dancing. He's dancing. And, um, yeah, thank you to everyone. And we'll see you, Geo, especially. See you all next week. Yeah.